Spotify account. I wonder if you're going to get warm over there. Bam, we're live. At some point, I'm sure I will. Usually when cameras go on, warms up. You start warming up? and I, Yeah, I get a little red, too. It's weird. A little warm. <laughs> you didn't get red yesterday. No. God. Um, I slept like shit last night because I was so high from the show. Oh, no way. I think. When did you fall asleep? I, I, don't, I don't feel like I never did. Did you see the video I made? No. Paulina, good morning. Jay Hartle. Oh, no. Is it the workout video? It's the workout video. Oh, is it on your account? See, Jessica just said she just watched it. Oh, yeah. It's, Oy. it's funny. Why is she laughing? Oh, Mr. Weed, hi. You want to know what's nuts is I, I tried to do something to see if I could use more popular music and avoid a copyright strike. Uh-huh. And thus far, it appears as if it's working. Why? Because were we playing music when I was in there? Well, yeah, but I also just mixed a couple of songs up. Yeah. And now it doesn't know which one is which. <laughs> so it's allowed to play in the background and I forgot. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Play multiple play multiple songs and then um and hope hope one of them uh is, is fine. Mr. Gin, right. hey. Oh, hey, I, man. Gin or Gin? Like drink. Like drink. Gin. Why why gin. can't I remember that? It's okay. The the immigration agents in early 1900s couldn't understand it either when my grandfather came from China. So Hey, is it is it obvious if you know how to read? Like, if you like, you're smarter than me. Like, did, like, can someone just see that and be like, "Yeah, I understand the English language." And obviously, with the G I N N, it's gin. It's not gin. What are you fucking idiot? No, like no. I, I mean, other people who have uh, my similar spelling, they pronounce it like the, I guess, not in, hard in, gin. Okay, good. But, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, because my last name is, my last name is supposed to be Yin. It's not supposed to be, uh, what do you mean supposed to be? Oh, by the way, have you guys, do you guys, uh, Andrew Hiller, this is Aaron, uh, Jen, uh, um, Aaron, you know how like, um, uh, discovery channel has shark week. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andrew Hiller is also uh, a YouTuber like myself. Oh, I said it. I don't think I've ever admitted that on the air. And uh, and he's it. visiting me. He's here for a week for Greg's Broken Science Initiative. So I, I asked him if he would come in studio every morning. Oh, okay, so cool. it, would be, it would be Andrew Hiller week. Okay, go ahead. Uh, what do you mean? He's, I think Andrew said, what do you mean it's supposed to be in? Yes, yeah. So my my grandfather couldn't uh, speak English whenever he immigrated. And so they just wrote down whatever it sounded like whenever he came over. Oh, that's uh, nuts. <laughs> yeah. So actually all of his brothers... Uh, I believe he has seven brothers. They all have a different spelling of our last name whenever they immigrated. From in, onto Ellis Island that way? No, they went through San Francisco. My fiance just said something similar about why her name is spelled with a Y and not with an I, and that had to do with the same sort of process. When she was coming over, they didn't want people to know she was Polish or her ancestors <laughs> your your yeah. your girlfriend looks like a crazy foreigner she looks crazy foreign we were hanging out we weren't hanging out we were in a gas station and someone goes oh you're european looking right at us too we're like uh no we're from the united states as far as we know yeah she looks like she fell out of like just like right out of helsinki like you take helsinki and dump it upside down and she fell out i'm not sure where that's at but the capital of cool. uh <laughs> Finland. <laughs> she kind of yeah she does Aaron, um, tech tech geeks like you hang out in Helsinki. You've been to Helsinki, right? Uh, I have not. No, no. really. I've only, I've only done Eastern Europe, all of Central Europe. Uh, but you've never had a meeting in Helsinki. Come on. No, no. Uh, I do get invited to go to the uh, that uh, what is called the Human Rights Event that's in Norway every year. 
So I do get invited to go to that, but I usually don't go. So because it's in the winter and it's like super cold there. So summer, summer in the Nordics are great. Um, so like, like, yeah, one year I'm going to do Denmark to, to, to Sweden, uh, and drive that route. So, but, uh, no, but all, all just through all Europe, Africa, South America, Asia. So, but no, not yet, not yet the Nordic countries. No, I'm, I'm looking for a picture of, um, oh, there she is of Andrew's girlfriend. So you could, sorry, fiance, bro. It's okay. Um, uh, so that you can see what I'm talking about. About I was panicking that I didn't have this with me. Oh, here, here's a here's a picture of her. Everyone needs their shaker bottle for a right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you keeping yours? Because mine's got uh, a bunch of pre workout, like 700 milligrams of caffeine. I just Maybe I have that's... a highball right now. That's my. Oh, I know, I know people who really enjoy that stuff. Doesn't yeah, she look yeah. like she just fell out of uh, uh like some Seems Nordic like country? Banking. Yeah, she looks like she's from that that show, those those Viking shows. Totally, the Viking totally. shows. Totally, totally. I've Viking. always thought she kind of looks like Khaleesi with this blonde hair. If it were longer, though, and I say oh, the Viking. Does she dye it, or is she the? She's oh, so when I met her, she was blonde, and then she dyed it red, and then she went brown, and now she's back to blonde. So there's a whole bunch of different colors going on there. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, Mister Jin. I, I I don't um I don't know how to really describe you. I didn't like <laughs> okay. the way Most I described. I He's didn't like the way to. I described you last time. You are truly a Renaissance man. Uh, art, religion, tech, fitness. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the the subjects that you write about. I, I don't. It, it feels unfair to pigeonhole you, but I do view put you in this rare air that I would also put my friend Greg Glassman in. That it's worth asking you questions about anything, um, wh- whether it be like the style of high-rise pants or to what you you think the future of AI is. I just feel like you have a good brain that could just process lots of different things from the mundane to the future to the past. Yeah, and you no, enjoy I appreciate it. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it, it comes from uh, having like a heterodox background in terms of what's, like. Faith. Sorry, what's that mean? Uh, it just means like orthodox, heterodox. So like orthodox would be like, you know, wokeism to uh, like I live in Boulder. So like, you know, being a Democrat, whatever is like widely accepted. Heterodox means like the opposite of that. So whatever's okay. different. And uh, like I, uh, I wrote uh, yesterday about, uh, about courage and I use the, the reference to, ta- uh, to Tyler Durden. And so I'm cool. wearing a Tyler Durden shirt right now that uh, my buddy gave me for my birthday and uh, that story of Fight Club, which most people who are like, you know, Christian, they see this, and I'm, I'm an evangelical Christian, see Fight Club as bad, right? They're like, oh, look at this guy who's like a nihilist and absurdist and, and is like selfish and a narcissist. But if you actually like read what he's writing, or sorry, what he's saying, right? it's, it's a comic book, but like what he's talking about is essentially how systems in culture and society tell us to do things that we have no idea why. And other people will pressure you to do those things. And they don't even know why. And this whole system is developed and just kind of mindlessly pushes you through life, right? And so his whole point of Fight Club, like, like what is the actual point? The point is individuality. The, the point is, like, to discover who you actually are. And you have to break the entire system down to then you find who you actually are and what you actually want to be, right? So all of these all of these scenes, like this scene here, right, is all about uh, how uh, Edward Norton who's the actual only character, right? Although Fight Club 2, Durden's not dead, by the way. Durden's alive. Um, There's two Fight Clubs? There's a Fight Club 2? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was it made into uh, a movie or it's just a comic? No, book? no, no. Oh, okay. Just the first one. Um, but 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 the point of like these scenes is basically that that Durden is destroying all of the idols that existed as life uh, that prevent him from becoming the man he's supposed to be. Uh, and that's everything that happens in the in in the movie, right? So so he's actually like like uh, Durden is actually really consistent with actually his own philosophy that leads him to do really insane things, right? Because he himself is insane, right? Uh, that's like the whole kind of arc of, of the show. But the but for me, it was like kind of breaking free of these systems that like I was told to believe, and and when I be mm. uh, when I became uh, a Christian really late in in high school and started pursuing it more seriously in college, um, I basically saw how I was taught all these things in public school. I was taught all these things by my secular family. Uh, there were things that were just not true, right? And okay. and I had to. Uh, from That's probably too say, broad. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll, yeah, but we yeah. will get to that though. He wrote <laughs> yeah. an article right before this one where he talks about that. That's brilliant. It, hold on, yeah. hold that thought, Andrew. Go okay. on, Aaron. Yeah, That's yeah. a great question. Yeah. So, um, so, so basically, uh, I decided to embrace this path of like, you know, I have people who I love who differ with me massively on metaphysics, right? They differ with me significantly on philosophy now, on like, on morality and faith, and so I had to basically determine uh, how to actually like live my life now, right? That. That, that I could actually break free of what was actually established for me, take things that were actually good to uh, remove things I did not agree with or thought were bad and build the life that I wanted to build. Uh, and that's like what Durden does. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so no more nice guy treaty is, is about this too, that, that I had to like break away uh, so much of like what was defining about how like men today form their identity Right. Uh, they're conflict avoidant. They appease people. They use hidden contracts. They have massive toxic shame. They uh, they have a distorted view of themselves. They they use uh, appeasement approval to get what they want. They're never direct. They're indirect. Like these are all things that uh, I had to break free of from high school to college. And and that's part of that's Durden and V for Vendetta, Ben for Brothers, like all the stuff I was like on the sort of mainstream media side, but also like reading books. Uh, uh, from like early philosophers uh, to like, you know, Rousseau and Augustine to, to, uh, you know, mainstream ones. And, uh, and this kind of all led to this, this arc of self-discovery. Right. And, and so, yeah, th this series, numerous nice guys actually been, uh, it's been really moving um, because I'm. Dude, this uh, is amazing. Oh, You're describing you, exactly what, like basically what I've been going through the last 10 years. This is exactly how I was raised. Yeah. Kindness yeah, over yeah. kindness over integrity. It is it is horrible. Yeah. So it rocks so, so, the soul and it, and it emasculates uh, men. I, it's yeah. crazy. Kindness yeah. over integrity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so kindness like, over honesty. So so the, the 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 point of like a lot of what men like struggle with today, which goes to like my friendship piece, which goes to like Durden and like the nice guy stuff. Like it's essentially that they've been like really starved in mainstream society. And, uh, and a lot of that is an expression of like long-term trends that we are just the end results of. It wasn't like, this was like, oh my God, Obama happened and like everything bad happened. Right. Like, like this is not this case. Right. These are like cultural trends that were being established in the twenties and thirties, forties, fifties that basically are reaching their sort of culmination. Uh, and, and one of them is a, a significant lack of friendship. Right. And this is something that significant what lack of friendship. Yeah. Lack and friendship. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like so, like you know, you and you and I know both, both both know Glassman really well, right? And and he's like a friend of mine, and his life in his home is like open, right? And it's one of the most amazing things about him and him and Maggie is that it's just like 
this like open, I never know when I go to Glassman's house, who's going to be there. Right. right and, and that's, right. and that's the fun part of Glassman, right. Is like, right. it's like, you know, I, I've, I've met you and I've met uh, all the doctors in his life and, you know, scientists and like, yeah. it's, it's and like, he'll have, he'll have the guy out who, who paints his fence uh, over yeah. for dinner. Uh, yeah. Hanging out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The, the eclectic um, crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I want to, and I want to basically like live a life like that. And, and the only way to actually discover that is to actually have self-respect, right? And ultimately the point of all the nice guy series, which I'm going to end here in like two weeks. Uh, and I'm going to end with Jesus wasn't nice uh, and kind of destroy the whole, like, uh, as you know, I'm a Christian and the whole like Christian nice guy thing is like totally not Jesus at all. Like, so, but, but, but the point is like self-respect, right? And, and self-respect is not self-esteem, right? Self-esteem is like a faux sort of like nice guy thing where it's like, Oh, just like believe in yourself. And like, and it's just a illusory picture of like you having this, this uh, projection externally that I am these great things. Self-respect is like, I'm good at this stuff and I'm bad at this stuff. And I know who I am. Like, that's it. It's like, it's very simple, but it's really, really hard. Right. Because you have to know who you are. You have to know what you want to do. You have to know what you not want to do. Right. And that's like that's all the these vulnerable that- piece you talk about too. Right. Know what you're good uh-huh. at, know what you're not. Yeah. And, and, and that then goes to like, when you don't have self-respect, and you seek approval and appeasement and self-flagellation, self-effacing behavior towards other people, which is what most men are taught to today, that the way they form friendships, the way they find a wife, <laughs> the way that they, um, you know, get a job, get a promotion is to self-efface, is to say that, like, my expression of, like, getting approval from other people through being nice and kind and serving and all these things, like, will get me what I want. And I have to, like, therefore, like, like these people that are being self-effaced too, right. Have to sort of like imagine, you know, sort of uh, that, like, this is going to somehow convince me, right. That like through manipulation of uh, getting approval that the, that so nice guys will get these uh, uh, things that they want. Right. And so the actual way to get what you want is have self-respect, be like, this is what I need. This is what I want. Uh, like I'm willing to negotiate here. Well, not to negotiate here. Right. And you're shocked what happens when like, you're actually just direct. And you're just honest with, with other people, right? And you just say what you want, right? And of course, it doesn't mean like like being the opposite of a nice guy is being a good guy. It's not being an, it's not being an ass. It's not being rude. It's not being obnoxious and an arrogant, you know, prick, right? It's, it's the it's the opposite direction, a domineering personality, right? Um, the the actual way is to be a good guy, right? A good guy is direct and is honest and is frank, has integrity, as 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 principled, cares about people that he chooses to care about, right? Um, and this all boils into like the like the one meaningful way that you can get encouragement to like become a good man is to have friends. Uh, and friends are uh, one of my mentors used to say that like friends are for edification and for enjoyment, right? And uh, friends push you to be better, right? In ways that is is very uh, underappreciated in our current society. Uh, and and some of that is uh, the way our like urban, everything from like urban policy has designed that prevents friendship to like our media culture to like, you know, like there's lots of reasons why we have less friends than ever before. Uh, but if you go back like a hundred years ago, right. Our culture was, was heavily, heavily dominated by these civil, civil institutions. Right. Uh, we're talking about like, you know, rotary club and like bowling and like poker club and like gentlemen's club, right. Not the strip club, but like smoking cigars and like reading books together. Right. And women had the same thing, right. They, they had all these other clubs they'd go do and they would, they had this, like, we had this really, really tight knit dits culture. Right. And what's the word you use? Tight knit dits. Uh, dits. 
dense, like, dense, like, dense, yeah, okay. like, yeah, yeah. Like, so like the social fabric between individuals who are non-familiar, non-genetic, uh, attached, like, uh, attached to like family was, was significantly greater, right. Uh, today than, 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 uh, or sorry, significantly greater hundred years ago than it is today. And if you look at the trends in terms of loneliness and depression and, uh, addiction to substances, uh, divorce, like all of them are, are also directly uh, uh, correlated to actually the decline of non-familiar ties. And, and I think that that is one reason we see so much, so many problems here of like death of despair, uh, lack of achievement to, uh, you know, men being listless and families being broken apart uh, is that these actually non-familiar, non-genetic ties are all breaking down uh, like really, really severely. And, and you see this in the reflection of like CrossFit culture, right? At that CrossFit is essentially like a secular church, right? It provided this meaning and connection between non-familiar people around the one single subject area that they had, you know, rituals, you had common language and common clothing, right? Uh, and provided this structure for people to actually meet non-familiar connections and four bombs over each other, right? And and that's one of the most amazing things about CrossFit is that that's like a good thing because people like need that like belonging to something. They can't just exist in this like empty void of like commercialism and making money and like just like just like vote for people who like oh, will always leave you alone and like go make some money here at this like you know corporate job and shop at Costco and like you know have some resemblance of authenticity by going to Whole Foods if you think Costco is too corporate right like the, all this like devoid of morality and and meaning in our society which is what I was raised with. In, in high school, college was like, just transact and everyone will be tolerant of each other, right? Totally right. exploded, right? right? Everything has exploded. Like all that whole philosophy of neoliberalism uh, and uh, has like totally eroded and like almost nobody believes it, but but like it created all these like factional things of, of morality in our society that we're dealing with today. Um, and, and so the aspect of like friendship uh, is, is one of these like uh, meat and potatoes of good free society that is gone. Right. And, and if you look at it's depressing, if you look at those numbers of like people who don't have anyone close to them. Right. It, it, it is like it's it's devastating. Right. It is it is utterly devastating. Uh, and and the solution to, I think, a lot of, of cultural ills is actually like good quality, high quality friendships. Um, yeah. Like, look at that. Like, it's just like, oh, my God, like this is this is devastation. Right. Uh, and by the way, if you go to other countries. Right. Let's say go to I've been to Africa a number of times. Go to Africa. These numbers look the exact opposite. Right. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Like the exact opposite. Like like happiness is directly correlated to also the number of friends you just you say you have. If you look at like country scores. Right. Uh, and 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 so we we as a society have forgotten this art um, of like forming friends. Uh, we have a lot of buddies. Right. Buddies are like what I say, friends of convenience. These are people who are not like really you're that intentional with these are just people who kind of just showed up in your life and you, and they kind of will disappear at the same time. Like, like friends are like, uh, like I would say, Greg, like I literally go see Greg. Right. I'm intentional with Greg. Right. And Greg and I will text things like the, 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 the sort of telepathy thing. Right. we like, we text things. We know we like about each other. Right. We're honest with each other. We struggle with each other. Right. We, we fight on the same mission together. Uh, we, we, we push each other. Right. And, uh, it's like a side by side thing. Right. Like couples, like, um, uh, are you familiar with like the, there's like seven Greek words for love. Are you familiar with this at all? No, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Maybe I am. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so the, the, the main four you think about are, uh, Eros, for, um, Philea, Agape and Stork. Stork's okay. family love. Um, uh, let's say Agape is God love. Uh, Eros is romantic love and Philea, Phileo is uh, friend love. Right. 
So, Give me one second. Uh, some of you are asking, how can I uh, follow Aaron? He's private on Instagram. Where he's really active, where you want to find Aaron, is over on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, this is his uh, Twitter account, A-A-R-O-N-G-I-N-N, Aaron Ginn, two A's, one R, Aaron Ginn. Cra- yep. Crazy Jim. active there. Jim, son of a uh, Aaron Jin and and um and crazy active, uh, very thoughtful, uh, fun stuff. It's a fun account. Um, everything from stuff like this to predicting the future, like I said, AI, uh, his favorite recipe. I mean, it's fucking everything. It's so cool, and it's um, it's 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 it, he does everything with intention. It's well vetted within his uh, giant brain. Okay, go go okay. on the seven the seven uh the seven loves. Yeah, and, the, and the, so the, the, so there's seven, but those kind of the main four. There's like love, there's like playful love and things like that. But those are the main four. Uh, so in uh, so as you know, I'm Christian. So in actually the the Bible, there's only two loves that appear: agape and phileo. So as in unconditional love, which is God, agape, and then phileo, which is friend love, right? And so eros love represents the uh, romantic love, right? Uh, and, and that's the love of like, basically what I describe the love is like face to face, right? This is like face to face love that you experience about like, you know, um, getting engaged, having children, right? And the design of that love is to create really a uh, strong attachment to a single other person to like build a family because like building a family f- is freaking hard. It's like, well, it's like the hardest thing in life to do. Right. And it's also because that, that thing to do about raising children is the ultimate expression of two people to ever have the closest feeling of agape love. Mm-hmm. which is sacrificial love to your children, right? So you need that Eros connection with another person. The point of having uh, sex yeah. is to make a love child. My mom taught me that. Yeah, they have children. Like, like I mean, let's, child. let's, let's be real. Like, yeah. both from love a religious child. perspective yeah. and from an evolutionary perspective, right? Yeah. So, like, it but works both ways, regardless of whatever your ultimate metaphysics is, right? So so that, so that that's, like, this purpose, right? And so in our, in our culture, we've forgotten the side-by-side love. And, and, that, and that's philia, uh, phileo, right? That the, the, the attachment to another individual to pursue a mission together. Uh, and, and this is the um, where you are working together on a common cause, right? And uh, and the way that um, you see this flow out in culture is these these really incredible moments that define history that are actually completely independent of eros. They're almost entirely dependent on their friends. And mm-hmm. I mentioned that I mentioned these in the piece. So my my, my favorite one, which I, I start with, is Abraham Lincoln and Joshua Speed. Right? If Joshua Speed was not alive, like or say didn't meet Lincoln, Lincoln would be dead. Like he would have not, he would not survived his his early twenties ish, in early in his career. He suffered from significant depression. Uh, he thought like he was an utter failure, a disaster in life. He could not basically function at all, and he was in Lincoln credits Speed for saving his life. Uh, Lincoln also credits Speed for introducing him mm-hmm. to his wife, oh. uh, and actually it works both ways too. So uh, so they they both saved each other's marriages, right? Uh, And a lot of his early intellectualism about like slavery and freedom came from these conversations with speed Uh, whenever they would, they, there's these famous um, uh, stories around him walking with Lincoln. Uh, They would walk for like all day talking about uh, different things. Right. And, and so there's these like pivot moments in history that are really, really defined by certain people uh, that we like sort of forgotten this, again, forgotten this art of friendship uh, that can utterly transform your entire life. Uh, and, you know, because it's not like, um, I guess, like my point of telling a lot of these stories is that we have plenty of stories of like great marriages, right? Great marriages that define history. We have like movies and constant like this idea, this elevation of marriage, right? And, and so what I'm trying to do in like some of this writing is like elevate this other thing that you've forgotten that actually is, is almost like 
accessible to everybody right now and is also accessible in terms of like the love that you can have between a friend is also shareable. That's like one of the most amazing things about friendship, right? It's like, I met you through Greg, right? But it feels additive, right? Because when I talk about you with Greg, he feels like, oh, great. Like I have two friends that know each other, right? Right, right, and, right. And it's, it's, right. So it's like this expansive thing, right? So it, so it's like freely available to everybody. Everyone can have access to it. And when everyone interconnects, it actually expands itself, right? Right. Uh, it's amazing, versus Eros Love is like designed for like one, one person. Um, so, and that's what, because that, again, family formation, long-term uh, attachment, right? Um, uh, like, like another story is um, like, so my favorite founding father, I think his last name is Thomas Jefferson. Um, and he was wrong about several things about how much he loved France and things like that. But, but one of the things he was, he was amazing about, like he was totally hundred percent spot on around is this idea of, uh, of sovereignty of the individual and how that relates to property rights and, and, and faith and things like that. So his friendship with Madison, uh, which originally started with like um, Madison basically worked with uh, like Jefferson lived a really long time. Like people kind of, forget he like lived to his like uh i think like high 70s right which is incredible for that for that time period um so when he was governor madison worked for him as sort of like on a uh, on like a different part of the body of in virginia and that the the most important uh, uh as you say like amendment right was invented by madison uh which is the statue of religious liberty in uh in the early part of virginia so in the virginia constitution and that was basically his great achievement and he did that when he was like i think 21 and then since then like madison kind of plateaued right <laughs> and so he then goes like works with, with jefferson and, and 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 starts working on this idea of federalism this constitution and that friendship between Jeff madison and jefferson basically is i believe the most important friendship between all the founding fathers that forms the idea of the constitution forms the idea of separation of powers uh the bill of rights right because without madison and jefferson we would not have a bill of rights right and that was because madison pressured jefferson Basically, when he was a, an ambassador in France, and you read these letters that Madison would write, they would write each other. And basically, Madison's like, bro, you got to get on, you get on with this program, right? We have to do this. Jefferson goes, I don't know. That Hamilton guy sucks. He's always talking too much. And he wants him to be king, right? And this like this battle back and forth, right? And and the uh, the, 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 the final constitutional convention, because we had several of them before, right? Um, and, uh, and people kind of like a third of the people at our... Constitutional Convention, the actually former Constitution, a third of the delegates didn't even come, because this was like, oh, there's, oh, here's another one. We'll just have another one in a few years, right? And and like Rhode Island didn't even show up, right? Like and and so it was a passed. third, huh? Yeah, a third of them didn't even come. Wow. Right? It was it was mostly like New York and Virginians, um, and uh, and so Jefferson though represented this block of people that like basically weren't that interested, uh, but through the friendship of Madison, basically convinced Jefferson to go along with it. And in fact, whenever it finally passed and everything. Uh, uh, Jefferson wrote, wrote Madison being like, oh, that's fine. We'll just do another one in 10 years. It's like, it's okay, right? And Madison goes like, no, no, this is the actual one. This is going to work, right? Uh, and, and so like the, that, that friendship, right? That bond is basically pulled in the Virginians uh, and basically created the establishment of, of the constitution and like in, in the support of it, right? Uh, and, and, and then, uh, so Jefferson also has another famous friendship with Adams, uh, John Adams. Uh, that formed much later. So, so Jefferson, and, and this goes to the power of friendship. So Jefferson hated Adams. Like they just like utterly, because Adams loved England. I've been there. I've had friends that I hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That become, and, end up becoming good friends. Some people think that yeah. about Hiller and I, although it's not true, but uh, some people <laughs> think that. So so they ended up, they hated each other for a long time because because uh, Jefferson wanted us to be close to France. Adams wanted us to be close to England, right? 
And then once they both become presidents, right? Adams Adams didn't have a great presidency. Jefferson had a great one. Uh, they basically start this really deep friendship after that. Uh, and 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 the later letters of Jefferson and Adams, when they're reflecting on forming the country, is 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 I think one of the some of the most inspiring things about how great these men were and how much they thought about like what they were trying to do. Um, and in fact, they die um, only a few, day, a few days apart from each other. And, oh, right. and and they and they wish each other things in their in their final days. They actually share things in their estate with each other. Um, and and they basically regret their behavior that they had before this, that they could have this friendship earlier. Right. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and so so like the, this this beauty that we have that like I would say previous generations were really great at. Um, and I think our modern culture today is, is, uh, this, this may, this may be, uh, offensive, but I truly believe it, that I think we, I think our, our obsession around uh, the nuclear family and, uh, is, is very constructive around American ideas that is not particularly healthy for children. Um, because if you look at, let's say 7,000 years of human history, most of the time children were basically like free range children and the attachment to the family. Yeah, yeah, their attachment to the family is basically they, you you sleep here, you eat here, and like I will protect you, right? But outside of that, you gotta go develop your own identity because dad's off working, and I got like stuff to do at the farm as the as, as the wife, right? And so today we have this like kind of opposite trend, and I just don't know how you can say that children today are better, like they're obviously worse. Opposite like, trend. What's the Aaron, I want to share a, a story with you. Um, it, in the second grade, I met a guy um, named Jeff Holman, and he became my best friend, and I kept him as a friend for life. And I realized from the second grade forward that the only reason why I ever went to school or did anything, went to work at CrossFit, every anything was always for friendship. So, like, I do this thing where I cover the games, the semifinals, yeah, and my yeah, yeah. favorite thing is coming online live and seeing my friends. It's so much cooler. It's, like, the coolest thing. Those are my friends, and we're going to hang out. Um, and in 2008 or whatever, I can't remember nine, um, uh, when Greg was going through his, uh, divorce with Lauren, I remember yeah. saying to Lauren, Hey, does, uh, and I didn't know Greg at the time, I, although I worked for CrossFit. I mean, I knew him, but I didn't know him, know him. And I said to Lauren, I said, Hey, does Greg, Greg ha I'm really good at friendship. That's like my specialty. D no. Does Greg have any close friends? And she goes, you should build a good bond with him. So I basically contacted Greg and I said, Hey, can I come stay with you? And I went to his house and he was living by himself because Lauren had moved out. And I stayed there for 30 days straight, dude. And and uh, and and I, I went there consciously to become his friend. It was, it was weird. It was like I'd never really done that. Like, hey, I'm going to go out of my way and, and just build. And uh, and then eventually it ended up, uh, you, you know, we stayed friends, obviously very close for a couple of years. Then I eventually me and my wife uh, moved in with him and raised uh, Avi in his house. I lived with him for three years. Dude, I didn't and, know that. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy. That's right. Awesome. That's and then awesome. finally, and then when he met Maggie and they got married, I lived, we lived there for another six months and then he started growing his family. So we moved out of the house. Yeah. But I, to, I, I, I think one of the crazy things about friendship is that people to, to be, you know, you know, I've, I've had friends who I come home and I'm, and they're passed out on the couch, like nodding off high on heroin and my bike's gone. And people yeah. are like, um, uh, I'm like, dude, where's my bike? And he's like, I sold it. And, <laughs> Uh, you, I don't, it, it, that's not a deal breaker for me. Mm -hmm. That's not, a, that's not a deal. That's not a deal breaker for me. I'm not like, Oh, you're not my friend anymore. It's just mm -hmm. a fucking new dynamic in the friendship. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I get it. This dude, this particular friend's addicted to heroin. You can't leave your bike and I have to figure out how to navigate that. Maybe I need a break from the friendship, but yeah. we, there's too much pressure. People, what I see around me is that people put, have too high of expectations on people around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and people don't want to be used. It's like this negative thing. And if you're a fucking good friend, you want to be used. Mm-hmm. You, you see yourself the same way a pot yeah. wants to carry water. You see, you want to help. You know, yeah, you know your value. I don't think a pot wants and, anything. And then, <laughs> the, Hiller, don't ruin my story. I'm personifying. <laughs> and, and then, and a then, lovely story. Yeah, uh, uh, don't bring logic to this yeah, and reality yeah, yeah, yeah. to my story, Hiller. Um, and, and then there's other people who, who, uh, like I was Dave Castro, who they'll use you in ways you didn't know you could be used. Mm-hmm. And so they bring out another side of you, but, but yeah. that's because you have to go into this with like not, no expectations on the friendship kind of, you know what I mean? Other, yeah. uh, it, it's interesting that people, people fuck the step on their own dick all the time and ruin great friendships. Yeah. They, yeah. They, so like, I, I hundred percent agree that a part of like our souls is they will, they desire to be connected. Right. And, and we, and we, we bond over these different types of connections, different type of love. What do you and think so our I, soul is really quick? Could you tell me in a couple sentences when you say our souls, what that is? So, well, yeah. I mean, so, so from, so, I mean, I'm a theologically trained Christian. So, so like from a, from a Christian perspective, it would basically be, oh, my hand got messed up. Oh yeah. It's backwards, isn't it? Um, so, so from a Christian perspective, like the soul is the conscious uh, attachment that we have to God that exists with every single human being, regardless of they're a faithful follower of Christ or not. And whether that's redeemed or not. And this is an extension of the uh, the garden when we were Amagio Dei, which is the only title given to anything creation uh, that is attached to God. And that, that that's that connection is existing with uh, within us individually in the in uh, in the garden, and that was broken by sin. And that through reconciliation through Christ on the cross, you can actually have the redeeming of that soul, reattachment to God, which is the Holy Spirit that like lives within us and is the returning connection. There's also like in some Christian theology, there's like head, heart, soul, head, soul. Like, I don't want to get that. In the cartoons, it's the thing when Daffy Duck gets smashed, it like floats away. Uh, sure, that's fine. Or veggie tales, if you want to make it Christian. Sure, I'm sure that appears in veggie tales. Okay, right? I'll check. I'll, uh, I'll yeah. look at it. But yeah. is it like that? Is it like our battery? Is it like our. No, I mean, yeah. is it actually something? Our soul? Yeah. So, so like from. So, so, yeah, so from, from Romans 1, uh, which is a, a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Romans. I, there, there, every human being possesses this internal dialogue, which I, which I call as good to evil. And, and that, that is, that is imprinted from us from birth. Like you don't have to teach children to do bad things. They just do it. Right. It's not like a parent is like, you know, my child is born tabula rasa. They're just this blank slate. I'm going to teach them how to be selfish and cry on the plane and throw crap at people. Right. And, and have all these problems. Right. No, it's just like, it's just in, right. And, and this is that the morality code that exists within us, which is an extension, uh, I believe, of the connection that Adam and Eve had to God, uh, is that morality imprint. And that's what I believe is a soul. It's a desire, this like infinite desire to be connected and to live beyond the, the, the material world. Mm-hmm. Like every single human being like desires this longing, this longevity, this, this, this picture of future, right? Uh, where there, uh, we desire shalom and, and to use, if you pull in the, uh, the Jewish tradition, I like that infinitely connected. Yeah. Yeah. That, you so want to be infinitely eats. connected, Hiller? That's nice. Right. Infinitely. No. Oh, okay. I have my notifications turned off <laughs> right now. I'm on silent right now. I'm on silent. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they, they, and, and then, so there's the soul connection, 
uh, which I, I'll tell you like another great story of like a president I didn't really like, right? So so FDR and and Howe, Howe was his last name, uh, Henry Howe. So uh, so this goes to like lifelong connection, a lot of stuff you're telling, this be that beautiful story with you and Greg. And I have a similar story too of, of uh, one of my best friends, uh, he got divorced uh, through, uh, in the end was the right thing to do. They were 100% not great and, and she was very abusive. Um, but I helped repair his life. And like, like, I think it was a couple of weeks after the final full separation, like I went to his house, helped clean out his house, stayed with him, uh, helped rebuild his life and rebuild his masculinity and his courage. Uh, and, and now he's married to an awesome woman and they have a fantastic marriage and I can't wait for them. To have Did kids. you do that on purpose? Help him be build, rebuild. Yeah. It was oh, intentional. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I talked to him over the, like, I was in San Francisco at the time. And I talked to him over the phone because his cousin actually worked for me at uh, a different company. And he goes, oh, hey, meet this other CrossFitter, this other guy who's also Christian. And then I talked to him, and I built friendship, and then finally told me he was going through like a really bad divorce. And, and then so after a few months of knowing him, I flew out to him in Colorado. And he's actually one of the reasons why I moved here to Boulder, because him and I are still best friends after, uh, I think it was like six, six years-ish ago, um, and, and just invested in his life. And, and that trans, transformed him uh to like being this like awesome man of god awesome crossfitter i uh, and gave him the courage to rebuild his life uh and and like that that's what friends do right and and you know now we're in a different transitionary phase which is again the power of friendship is that he's married now uh and new boundaries they, they he used to live with me now he doesn't he's he's down the street from me uh and you know like he has a whole other life he's building and i'm i'm happy to be a part of that you know, and, uh, and be a part of that as his friend and, and hopefully, you know, uncle when he, when he has, when he has children. Can you um, remind me how that happened as a result of you not liking FDR and how? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, so, wow. I'm, people so don't think I'm paying attention. I'm just a sponge here. So I'm you just, just showing yeah, off. Now Hiller's just showing I'm off. I'm also Look trying to know why he doesn't like Costco versus Whole Foods. I want to know his definition of head. Oh, I love Costco. <laughs> I, I love Costco. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, so, uh, hey, he, he just fucked all you guys up in the chat. I'm, I'm looking at his comments and like he's sleeping. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just absorbing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. So I'll go back to how. Okay, so, so how and FDR. So, so how was essentially FDR's best friend, uh, and they met very early on in his career, um, and he persisted through because you know FDR served the most administrations ever in the presidency or four, right? So in the in the in the first two, how was basically his confidant uh he led the kitchen cabinet which is basically off the record conversations fdr is super famous and in, in uh in all his administrations to basically have these massive debates with how in the oval office unrecorded with nobody and people would say that they would literally just go at it right they would like yell at each other argue with each other right but but how is considered the hand behind fdr and also famous for fdr is fdr was a massive womanizer and emotionally abused Eleanor and was just like completely like they were lived in basically two different homes. A Democrat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, also, so, fuck, also did one of the biggest uh, completely fucked Japanese Americans, completely yeah. fucked people in the United States. Another, another Democrat. Throw him in there with uh, fucking the KKK and the Nazis. Yeah. And truly. He, I mean, he, he was also massive anti-Semite and like he had lots of, yes, he had yeah. lots of issues, right? So People, so that's how, not that long ago. Remember, that's the Democratic yeah. Party. That's uh, no, no, lock, no, no, lock no. Japanese people up, steal their fucking land, and, and don't think it won't happen to you because because it will. Keep keep fucking voting for Biden. 
And next thing you know, they'll be taking your house so they can put people, uh, homeless people in there. You just, yeah, I mean, yeah, the South was run by Dixocrats. The, the, the longest yeah. serving uh, KKK member was a Democrat, like Bird. Like, and he, I mean, he like, he served until the 90s, right? Oh, but he so, apologized. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. Jim. Yeah. I was like, come on. Uh, See, I so, got his name right. Okay. Go yeah, on. So, so FDR so, so and how, how, sorry, Hillary. Yeah. I, 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 so, so how, okay. yeah. So how basically like held the administration together? And how actually ended up becoming really good friends with Eleanor and like uh, also uh, really Eleanor hated him. And then they started working together and then he became the confidant to Eleanor to push her agenda. And she was actually quite successful as first lady. Um, but then how basically dies uh, and all of the basically attributed, uh, you know, kind of like failures of the FDR administration and the last two uh, were basically connected to the fact that, that he disappeared. Um, and, and, and so that this friendship basically was heavily focused towards accountability, loyalty, uh, and kept FDR in check. Uh, and when he, when he basically, when they, when he died, uh, a lot of these sort of bad decisions in the, in the later parts of FDR's administrations, uh, is attributed to the fact that FDR didn't have any accountability. Uh, he had accountability his wife because he was almost basically estranged from her. Uh, and he basically kind of was like floating alone. Right. And, and so, so another great story about like accountability, showing up for each other, persevering, right. And having like a very deep friendship with somebody, connection to somebody, uh, that can create greatness. Right. Uh, and I mean, he did this, like, no one even really knows about this guy, but like, he is the main reason why FDR, I mean, from a political perspective was successful, uh, was this random guy. Uh, and, and I, Two that's questions. how yeah. do you know about him then? And did he also do this consciously the way that you did for your friend? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he called okay. FDR his best friend. Yeah. Well, like, like I mean, was, you said that you consciously tried to rebuild your friend's masculinity and helped him with his marriage. Right. And then you said he also yeah. worked with you. Yeah. Is that yeah, something it, that happened with how to, did I miss that part? Yeah. How, yeah. How I mean, like, just uh, like, Hey, I'm going to do this for FDR. I mean, just being intentional, right? Like, so you're intentional with your fiance, right? So you're intentional with work, you're intentional, like, like attention again, is this reflection of self-respect and agency and choice. Right. And, and you choose people like, like, or let me rephrase it this way. The people you have in your life, you should select, right? People that you should avoid having in your life are people just kind of randomly show up and leave because there's no responsibility and shared responsibility in that relationship, right? And and so seeking out people and um, uh, selecting them, right, and including them in your life, as as Savan said with Greg, is like how you create these massively transformative relationships. Um, and uh, it's not white claws. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a highball. Where is it? Highball. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not drinking it. A hippie a, Colorado a, energy drink, uh, Aaron, yeah, yeah. Aaron Jim. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so you, you want be, because, cause the arc of like being, uh, like people's like, you know, we've all had down times. We've all had these hard times, right. These moments, like the relationships that are really resilient to that are the ones that can transform your life from going to people who are in despair and then who get addicted to drugs and commit suicide. The death, you know, the deaths of despair in our country are highest it's ever been, uh, highest in the world, basically. Um, like friends are the things that protect against that. Uh, and, and of course a spouse can too, right? But that is layered with all these other complexities, which is the point of like my, my articles. I, I have a section called the de-romanticization of friendship is that like you, there are so many things wrapped up into that one-on-one amazing bond that's so unique in this world that like, it makes it really difficult to like add these other elements into it, right? Uh, and, and like the, the, the friendship side is basically what, what Savan in his story and like my story right? It's like, you're just showing up for the person and I'm like choosing you. And there's no yeah. other exchange of bonds, right? Like there's no like, oh, we have kids, so we have to do this. 
or like, you know, you live in my house, so we have to do this, or you're in my family, so I have to do this, right? Friendship is this really like unique thing of like you just showing up and like all I'm giving you is my love, right? Or as as Savant's thing was, you can pour water into my pot, right? I uh, and 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 there's, there's there's no exchange, right? It's just like it's literally just you, right? I uh, that also makes it very uh, risky, right? Because the only connection point between you and another person is that relationship itself versus like, you know, family and marriage, you have a contract, you have, you know, covenant, you have family, genetic ties, right? But the friendship is just that relationship itself. That's also why it's so powerful. And also why it can be so fragile at the same time. Um, but you should be intentional with all of your relationships in your life. You shouldn't just like, you know, you know, have anyone kind of float randomly in your life because those people will like hurt you in the end of the day because their, their, their fundamental motivation wasn't actually you. It was like, you know, just kind of, you were just there, right? I'm assuming um, you also intentionally remove people then, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be like a doormat, right? That goes to the nice guy stuff, right? But, but but how you end, I think, is really important. Um, people are like, people are in our, our culture, very passive and indirect. And uh, so for, for me, uh, so a weakness of mine, right, is that I, my, my pastor would say I call I microwave relationships, right? Uh, and it is a total weakness. I don't, I don't think it's an awesome trait. What does that mean? Uh, Why is it considered a weakness? Yeah. So, so essentially, Aaron, I want to say one thing real quick before you tell the story about that. Andrew published a video yesterday. Oh boy. That has the perfect fucking example of what the difference between a strong, powerful man and a weak man. Okay. It's, 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 it's one in the morning. I'm making, I don't know what time it is. He's, he's laying down at the end of a hallway in a hotel working on his okay. computer by the fire exit. There's no one can hear him. He's whispering into his computer, making a YouTube video. Okay. And a lady, and he's just laying there in his boxers or in his shorts. And a lady walks up to him. Who's the manager of the hotel and tries to kick him out. He, he, he's like, he's like the fucking Dow. He's there, but he's not there. <laughs> and he stands up to her in the most gentle, powerful way. He's the water. He's the mountain. He's the air. He's everything. I'll send you the clip afterwards. Whereas most other people, including myself, would have been like, oh, I'm sorry, and got up and left. But he's like, ma'am, I've clearly not disturbed anyone. No one is. (laughs) I'm here working. And next thing you know, she she feels comfortable walking up to him. And he's all big and juiced up and veins popping out. And and they pre workout. No actual steroids. Yeah, actual steroids. Yeah. (laughs) And and she and she actually walks away. I would love to interview her and see what she thought. She she met an immovable object that was also not there. I'll send you the link. It is truly when I That's read awesome. your articles about like what a man, how a man should stand up to things, it's exactly how we should all be. He's not defensive and yet he's not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing. He's just, it's Confidence. so great. But she could have like picked me up and put me in my room. She could have carried me like a baby. That would have been interesting. He could have been like, yo bitch, what the here, fuck are you talking we'll about? You it would have been like, like I'm not doing anything. Get out of here. Like he could, but none yeah. of that. Yeah. You want to be gracious, you know? Yes. Yeah, like, so and, gracious, but so powerful. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, Sorry. And, just, I'll yeah, send yeah, you a link to it. It's awesome. Yeah, gracious. It's awesome. You cannot be gracious or kind without being confident, right? Nice guys are not confident, which is why they're never gracious or kind. And that's why they're manipulative with their behaviors, like appeasement and approval, like, oh, I'm so sorry, right. even though right. inside inside they know they didn't do anything wrong. So like, right. I, I literally don't say sorry. Like, I, 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 if I'm doing, like, because that's kind of like a programmatic thing people in the brain. Like, I say sorry for things I actually did wrong, that like I own agency of, right. I, I did, I, like there's judgment against me. I'm sorry. But this whole thing I was told like, to change sorry with thank you. And so thank, I always, 
If I want to say Everybody's sorry, I, I'll say thank you. For, so like if someone's on their bike and my kid's in the way and they go around my kid, instead of saying sorry, I say thank you. I give them the power. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. that was good, instead of sorry. Yeah, I say excuse me. Or like another phrase is people say to be honest. I don't say that. I say to be frank because oh, I'm always honest. Yeah. I've like it was that twice already. The, what? To be frank or to? Frank. Frank. That's, That's good. Frank. That's good. I like yeah. the word frank. Uh, okay. The uh, as, <laughs> like, So yeah, the... <laughs> yeah i was like did i say honestly like you know i've been talking fast so uh, i'm not telling so, you guys any more stories where i call the police fuck you guys hi melissa good morning. uh so oh yeah so so your question then on my question when's like, the last time you said sorry do you know uh Either of you, it because been... both of you said you don't say it really oh i say i do say no, it but no, i try not I, to no yeah i don't say it in these the and if you do win and why yeah I, I said sorry to uh, he just said it he just said it days. Yeah, two or three days Whoa. ago to uh, to uh, my, actually my best friend about the who went through the divorce because I said I was being too uh, I was being too needy uh, based on some things that were going on in my life and that I apologize for for basically applying like too much pressure for him to call me back and to respond to my text message and that that was being like intrusive uh, and that I should um, and I should like be patient and like not expect something like immediately in return right. And that, like, so that was me reflecting on my own, my own, expressing my own sort of internal anxieties and insecurities onto him and expecting him to fulfill that. In reality, like, that wasn't going to happen, right? And not, it wasn't malicious, right? He was just busy. He was just working and, like, was doing stuff, right? Um, and, and another another time would have been uh, the couple days before that where, I, like, my other pastor friend uh, who we were talking about various issues, um, I said sorry for him about... Um, uh, basically uh some information that i shared that i shouldn't have and so i apologized uh, about that so uh so and for but, thinking but that, about his wife and for thinking about his wife <laughs> his wife is what his wife is amazing um so uh so yeah I mean, it, it's just like the sorry in the like colloquial passing like as in you're at costco and someone like you know like I interrupt people all the time yeah. and say I'm sorry. And the other day, Dave's on the show and he's like, "You're not sorry." I'm like, "Actually, yeah, just I'm excuse me, yeah. pardon me." Like, so, so when someone says, you know, I don't understand them, I say, I say, you know, pardon me, or say, excuse me, right? I try to remove the the, the sorry uh, aspect to it. Um, or like, you know, when you're just like accidentally cross someone's path, like at the at the in the box, right? I don't say sorry. I just say, excuse me. If people say sorry, I'm like, it's not. There's no like justice needed here because you like accidentally walked in front of me when I'm like trying to you know do a clean jerk or something like that, right? Um, but but like language like that, I think is is uh, it's just like things people say. They don't really like uh, when people say I don't understand. That's not what really they're actually saying. What they're saying is I don't agree, right? So pulling up, pulling. I try to pull those things out and try to be more specific in language. Um, uh, but, but, uh, on your thing about microwaving relationships, just, just, just quickly about that. So, so I, I microwave. So this means that when I meet somebody, I like become, uh, super intentional very quickly. And when I like, want to talk about like very intense things within like a day or two of meeting them or within the same. Like out. us. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one, I find it interesting. I find like, I find other people super interesting about what they think about the world. Why do I think that granted most people have never thought about these things. So you know, I take that, uh, in, in that, uh, the, the other is that it's a, it's a bit of a safety mechanism for me. Um, because, uh, going back to your question, your question of like, do you remove people? Well, yeah, absolutely. So by microwaving it, I, I tend to create, it's like a defensive mechanism so that I don't have people in my life who are 
thoughtless or immoral mm. or don't know what they want in the world because because those people are very dangerous. I they they're very destructive uh, to relationship around like the the blast radius of those people in your life could be immense, right? Very very toxic people. <laughs> so so I I microwave because I'm like if they can stand this pressure, which is like I mean I'm not like being rude or mean. It's like it's like I'm still be kind in the conversation. I'm not being an ass. But if they can't stand this conversation about like what do you want in life? Like what do you believe? You know like you know tell me about you know uh, I, I just casually go into like you know, are they vulnerable? Do they self-reflect? Do they talk about issues? Do they, you know, we're not talking like if I know somebody is, has some significant trauma in their life and I first met them, I'm not going to like start with that. Right. But you, you know, you see, do they bring it up? Do they reflect on it? Right. And do they offer it up? Right. In these, in this, and then it's this exchange, uh, first exchange. And, and that to me is a sign of like maturity of discipline, of self-control of self-awareness. The, these are all principles of people who you should be friends with. Because they'll protect you, I uh, and because you want that that mutual mutual uh, exchange of uh, I got of it. respect. Yeah. Some part of me is thinking you put something in the microwave and there's some aluminum foil on it and you didn't know about it. Mm, I and love all it when that sudden, happens. And, that's and, awesome. And all of a sudden the microwave's going out of control and sparking, and then yeah. that's when you go, "This person is thoughtless, and they're going to be destructive to me and everyone close yeah. to me." And then you got to throw out the whole microwave. Yeah, it explodes, right? And every once in a while, you're like, I got to get this cup of water hot. Yeah, I want to throw this. Like, I want, I like this. I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna yeah. make some tea out of this person. I'm gonna throw this really uh, arrogant, self-serving story out. Because I haven't done that in my life, I've seen shit that no one else will ever see. And my life is so much richer than other people's shit. For instance, I don't throw the guy out who's nodding off doing heroin on my couch in college because I want to see how it unfolds. I don't stop being friends with the bank robber because I want to I want to hear about the bank robbery stories. Mm -hmm. I don't um, uh, I'll give, give you even an example in the last five years. I hire a guy to put a generator in my house because we have rolling blackouts in California. Mm -hmm. I saw that thing the other day. <laughs> and and, it, and it's expensive. It's, it's, it's going to be a fifteen thousand dollar operation. Right. So I give the guy seven thousand dollars to buy the generator a year later. I the generator hasn't even shown up. And I call him like, hey, dude, what the fuck's going on? He's like, dude, I bought the generator with your money. And I left it at the store, never picked it up, and they sold it, and you lost your money on it. I'm like, oh, dude, what the fuck? And he goes, hey, give me another $7,000. I'll buy another fucking generator, and I'll come do it, and I'll credit you with the work for the $7,000. And, and so I do it. And my wife's like, are you out of your fucking mind? I'm like, no, nah, this is a good dude. We're this is a total good dude. Total dude. <laughs> I found him on his couch, and he fucking sold my Dude comes too. to my house with the generator and starts installing it. But I have to call him every month, and he comes over once a month or once every other month. And, and does like 30 minutes of work or whatever and then leaves and he's installing all of this stuff and he's putting it in and the generator's there and one day he pulls up to the house and he's got a and he, this is an old dude this is like a 55 year old dude the, uh, my age but looks like he's 100 and he pulls up to the house and and he's like hey can i open this gate when i work and leave, i have this huge sliding gates and on one side of my house can i park my truck here and leave these sliding gates open i said yeah what's up he's like, i got a baby in the car I go you got a baby in the car he goes yeah so I go over to the fucking car and I look in the car. I'm like, dude, that's not a fucking baby. That thing is fucking looks like it should still be in the womb. He goes, yeah, I was born yesterday. I'm like, where's the lady? He goes, I got this fucking young girl pregnant. She had the baby and they 51 50 her. So I got the fucking baby now and she's in the fucking uh, 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 mental ward. The hell is 51 50? Mm. You think you're a duck. You think you're a duck. And... <laughs> You think needle exchanges are good in, in neighborhoods except yours. And um, so 
So basically, so this goes on for like years, right? And then finally, um, uh, the project's at the 85-yard line, and I'm calling him, and he won't return his call. And I call, and and finally, he answers, and I go, hey, dude, what's up? And he goes, hey, dude, I'm going to fucking die in a couple days. I can't finish the project. Mm -hmm. I go, what's up? He goes, I got pancreatic cancer. Mm. And and he ends up dying. And dude ends up dying and 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 dying of pancreatic cancer and he's he's gone. And I got to witness that whole thing. That whole story took like five years, by the way. This still Shit. fucking thing is still not installed. That big thing right over there <laughs> yeah. that's all rusted. It's at the yeah, it's at the 90. Yeah, that thing, that fucking German amazing contraption. Yeah. I, go, I wonder if that's the general. Yeah. So so I I so then my neighbor comes over who's a contractor, a great guy, and he goes, Hey, do you want me to finish installing this for you? Like he watched the whole thing go down over five years. I'm like, Yeah, please. So he started, he's gonna he's finishing it. But though that whole thing enriched my life. Mm-hmm. And I got a fucking million stories like that going on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't um I, I got a million stories like that going on that make my life so fucking fun that other people like, like there's still people who think that homeless people are the problem. That's a great question. Where is the baby? I'll text his buddy and ask him. I think, I think his parents actually are raising it, but um, well, it's just, do, it's just do you know what I mean? There's like, yeah. say it again. It's a story of boundaries, right? Yeah, I, like, okay. That, okay. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about that. Cause I'm, I'm really unkill. I get really, I triggered by when people say they have boundaries. So help me, help me get untriggered yeah, by I mean, that I mean, boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, and my wife thinks I'm a little crazy. She's like, motherfucker, we still don't have a generator. Every time uh, the power yeah. goes out, every time the power <laughs> goes out, she takes her belt off and beats me. <laughs> uh, like, so, so you can think of boundaries as yeah. Like, so, the worst type of boundary is when someone says, I need to do a boundary, right? That's like a very scary sort of statement, right? Uh, because it's usually confrontation. It's usually something or you broke my boundary. Someone's like, you broke my boundaries. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't so even touch your genitalia. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. So, so think of it this way, right? That like, uh, boundaries are just rules of the road, right? And and when you have a, a, a go back to friendships, and that's what we're talking about. Like boundaries between friends, good friends are just instinctive. They just sort of are there, right? right? Because you can read like what is um, what they want, what they don't want, what, what's accessible and not accessible, what you respect and, and and allow, what you don't allow, right? And if you know somebody really well, you can just instantly sort of think of it. So as an example, like Greg, right? So both both you and I are, are good friends with him. So Greg has this thing where like, you know, sometimes it just won't respond to his text message or he just says, come over. Yeah. And within some broad stage of like a couple of days, right? So for other and you friends, could go over there and he's not there. He's in another state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for other friends, like that's right. that's weird, right? Like yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't just yeah. randomly go to yeah. my, my buddy Tony's house or something, like my best friend Tony's house, and just show up there, right? Because right. his wife will be like, I love you, Aaron, but what are you doing here? Like, you know, we have to go to work and do these things, right? But for Greg, he's like, whatever, right? Yeah, this is just what I do, right? And so that's like a, that's like a type of boundary that he has allowed people to just show up at his house, right? Yeah. And 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 so so when you have these certain relationships, like the heroin guy or the or the the generator guy, you had boundaries in there because it wasn't like you're gonna just have them, you know, stay your house for a week, right? Right. Uh, and and those are sort of these intrinsic things, these rules. And sometimes it is just clarifying, like this is what I want, this is what I need. Like yeah, the word the word boundary gets kind of people who actually use it in like real conversation generally don't do it in a very good way. They don't have, uh, they typically don't have self-respect. They don't have agency in their own life. So they create these like, oh, that's my boundary. And then they become super woke and like caring about it, right? Those are people that are are kind of like toxic, right? But people who are have self-respect 
uh, and people who are confident and people who know who they are, they naturally just project it outwards. And and because you can tell, I mean, because 10% of what you're actually communicating and thinking is actually what's actually going on in communication. 90% is nonverbal that's being processed in the subconscious, right? So people will see you and they, if they see you as a confident person, they're already immediately going to understand boundaries. Uh, and and, and that's, that goes back to nice guy things and friendships that help form all these, all these different aspects. Andrew, Andrew has a boundary. It's interesting um, uh, that, and I, 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 he, I don't have to live by it because he, but he, he, he does a lot of phone recording. So in his YouTube making, he oh. records, he uses his phone to record videos a lot. So what he's done is he's made it, he's figured out how to make it. So his iPhone, he puts people in his favorites or he does something. So only certain people can break in. There are four. Four. Okay. And I don't know how I got on that list, but I could, I can call and he can be like, asshole, I was recording. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Okay. So, um, but, but is that, is that a boundary? Like he set boundaries. I'm trying to think of like what, what healthy boundary, like what I'm trying to think like, I would like to know his take on that. Yeah. Can you give me some other examples of boundaries? I know who did that was that woman who went uh, the identity chick on your show. She said that. (laughs) <laughs> she had boundaries yeah her one of her boundaries was like she didn't talk to men for like a couple of years or something and I was wait, like, wow and that's gnarly that she has her notifications turned off and i go i don't know if i want to be lumped into that group <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah. i do it because i just i can't I, the phone buzzes and i look at it and i yeah. look at it and i it drives me insane i just don't want to know that anything's going on until i do yeah yeah they so so like about people who actually use that word in like normal conversation are generally not, I'm, I'm going to say something maybe slightly off color are, are not generally people I want to associate with. Yeah. Because me neither. Who, I get, I'm yeah. like, Whoa, that's something you got boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people who use it, it's sort of like, so, so people who are unhealthy, emotionally toxic, whatever, like narcissistic behaviors, they will use that word as like a, like a sledgehammer. Right. And they'll just like, boom, you right. Versus healthy people just project externally, like, hey, like I set my, as Hiller just described, this is why I do it. Yeah, he's never used that word with me. He's never used that word with me. He's telling you why he's doing it. And that's like, that's a good boundary. It's like, as a healthy person boundary, it's like, this is why I'm doing this. This should be logical Mm -hmm. to you. And then you respect it because you love me. You'd tell me if it was bad too, right? You'd just be like, dude, you're all messed up. Yeah. Like yesterday, Aaron, he rubbed coconut oil on my arm and rubbed my biceps shirtless <laughs> on my fucking uh, skateboard ramp in the sun I was just yeah. um for uh 20 minutes cupped me i i moved closer to him because i saw he was leaning over and i didn't want him like he was like respecting my boundaries for distance but i had to move closer to him because i didn't want yeah. him to, like to be he was working on me and it was like so um as i was kind of like having an out-of-body experience because i was like this is so like he's he's completely broken my boundaries and i don't care yeah. No, no, yeah. So, like so he assessed you, the situation. He's yeah. like, has anyone ever massaged you before? I'm like, no, no one. Like, my, I don't let my wife touch me like this. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, but, 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 but such that, a gun. He's like sucking on me, telling me my skin's dry. Even that, I'm like, dude, drink more water, man. Yeah. It, what, are, what are you talking it, about? Excellent, excellent example. So, like, so rubbing I a knife on, on me. He was like rubbing a knife. <laughs> I could feel his breath on me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not and I got scared. So, I went to Instagram live so I'd have witnesses. Yeah. So, so you. So like as an example of like how boundaries work, like I view boundaries as like fences with gates, right? So like, and fences this is what people- gaze? Uh, Gates. Oh, gates. Like gates, like gates, right? Okay. So obviously like if you go to a massage, you allow people through the gate because they're there to do something versus like if you were at Costco and some sort of doing that, that's violating a boundary, right? right? So so like that that's how they should work, right? In the sense of like, 
healthy people can establish uh, new norms and new and new boundaries. Yeah, uh, it's sort of intrinsically subconsciously because they can understand the the the, the social uh, and cultural context of like what you're in, right? And uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, another uh, off, maybe off color example. Look at what okay. he did to me. Look at Look yeah, that's good me. stuff. Good oh, that stuff, wasn't man. me. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> that, was, that was your wife. She was right. kidding you. That's right. Why that is the generator not right. working? Yeah, I right. enjoyed having that boundary broken. I was appreciative of the yeah. of him trying to heal me. Yeah, because yeah. I had a problem in that. So, so another example of like uh, boundaries that uh, tend to be misused, right? Is I'm I'm a firm believer, and this is going to be gosh, my hand keeps going on. Uh, I'm a firm believer that what occurs in private conversation. Uh, is very different than what occurs in public conversation and that you should not judge a person by what happens in private conversations between two people that know each other or a couple of people that know each other. And because I think that violates the boundary that's actually set in private conversation. Uh, so the reason why is it's very logical, right? That like why people discuss what they do in private versus in public. The social capital exchange in public between you and your audience, me and your audience, like I don't know anybody in your audience. So the social capital is like zero basically, right? And and therefore you talk a certain way and you present ideas a certain way to establish, uh, build social capital with these people you're interacting for the first time. This is why press people exist is they're trying to remove the private, like how you exchange information and talk about subjects privately to public so people can actually understand what you're trying to communicate and can build up that, that social capital between individuals that occur in text or email or whatever, you have so much more social capital creation that forms the bonds where you don't need to go through, okay, hello, my name is Aaron Jin. I work here. I am the CEO of this and this, right, right? You just exist, right? You're in this continual formation of, of relational capital that allows you to exchange information the way you do, right? And and so I, I don't judge people by what happens. Like, you know, you always have these scandals and like, oh my gosh, this person said this private. I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I generally don't care, right? Because I don't know what happened. I don't know what generated that. I don't know if that's a joke. I don't know if that's playful. I don't know if it's in context of a verbal conversation that they went to back to text or went to email. Like, you just can't understand, right? Because you're like, it's sort of like taking a, a moment, a slice of time between a couple people and and like opening the door into like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. Judgment, 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 right? And, and, and I just don't, I don't care, right? I don't care. I care about like what they say in public, what they actually do, right? This obsession that people have in our culture is just so destructive to like intimacy between uh, friends and for, for couples and work relationships. It, it's just so destructive uh, because people can't be honest. They can't, and so they just lie to each other. And then like, how does that help anybody? How does that help anybody to like, to just devoid anything real and vulnerable in your own heart because you're like afraid someone's like watching you and is going to like, you know, take something out of context or something like that. Well, I, I have this pro I have this problem. I'd be curious what you think about this. Um, I will be out with dear friends, right. Mm -hmm. And they'll have their kids there and I'll have my kids there and I'll see them interact with their kids. And then I'll think, Oh, I'm going to tell that story on my podcast. I won't give their name. Mm -hmm. I won't, but, but I'll, but I'll be, say like some shit like, Dude, I can't believe they – I was out with this family and they fed their kids um, orange juice. I can't believe they fucking did. Seed oils. And then my, and then my friend – yeah, seed oils. And then my friends hear that and they think that I'm judging them. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that it's just part of my cultivate – and and, and I, I'm, I'm starting to lose friends because of that. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't use their name, I don't put it in context. I even switch things around a little bit. If it's a boy, I'll say it's a girl. But mm -hmm. it's to tell the spirit of the story and I'm losing friends over it because they're, they, they're, they're feeling judged around me. I have a saying for that. And that's fucking, it's hurting me a little bit. Because I've been standing there. 
I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt them. <laughs> but 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 I also I understand how they think like that I'm judging them. But I'm really not. Like I don't care. Or it, it's it, you know what I mean. Like I fucked up. Yeah. I, I crossed the boundaries with them. I crossed their. I cross. It's um, we didn't talk about our boundaries, but it was a nuance that they. They don't want to be a part of my podcast, even if it's not by name. And yeah, I mean, those people in sound a negative way. And, and it's like, like, we'll say it again. They sound insecure. Like you don't. Nobody knows that story except you two. Like, and you mention the names. Like, who cares? Right, right, right. And right. I don't mention the names. Yeah, right. They just feel um, they feel um, violated or whatever. yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, like again, again, they're, they're stories like after that are like Hiller's probably going to put a lock on the bedroom door he's staying in after I told the uh, homoerotic story. No way, dude. Okay, good. He cupped me seven on 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, imagine, imagine that being in a text. But I don't want to do that to go. people. You think I should adjust my boundaries for that? Like, no, no. Like, because I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose friends for that. You think I'm being just doing the nice guy thing again? Yeah. I think that's a nice guy thing because, because like you think of it logically, like, unless it's like a very personal, highly specific story right that like no it would be like hey i was out with aaron Jin, and yeah. this motherfucker gave his kid orange juice and i watched his kid spin out but i, but yeah. I wouldn't say your name i wouldn't say your name i'd say i was out with this guy really and then you'd be care. watching my podcast yeah. and be like oh that yeah. was well, me dude. sevon was talking about i gave my kid orange what an asshole he's judging me is that ju- yeah so what okay let's like break down i hate i hate people say judging thing so so one is like any form of knowledge creation is a judgment call by the way, right? Knowledge literally means discrimination in like in the core Greek, right? So so to say people have no judgment, it's like what they're actually saying is like, I disagree with what you're saying, right? And I feel like it's wrong, right? But that itself, that it's yeah, that itself is a judgment. They're judging you in return. So so this whole idea of like no judgment culture is so dumb because that's a judgment. That's like that's a that's a morality call to saying I'm not gonna judge this thing. So so really what you're saying is we we both just disagree on like the but with your friend. Uh, or past friends, as you say, you're just disagreeing on like what is should be accessible to you to share, but that's also yeah. your own agency. That is your own life, right? And what are you going to do? You're going to like go message every single encounter that you have with somebody and give them permission? No, that's crazy. Especially if it occurs in public. Like uh, again, like if it's non-specific information, just, just take like the like a, a good journalist approach, right? Good journalism, right? If uh, you know, it was like 20 years ago when it was like more normal, right? Like they would, if you, if it's quotable, they would have to get permission, direct quotes, right? They go out, get permission from the person. Is this what you said? Yes or no, right? But for like general facts, to- uh, storytelling, or like background information, they never quote that, right? They don't quote people who get background information because it's anonymized. It's just kind of general, right? And and so like, yeah, I've, I've had people tell stories about. Me and my friendship, granted, like I'm I'm on a pretty big open vulnerable book. Like I know who I am, I know what mistakes I made, and I'm really honest about those mistakes. Uh, but you know, I find it kind of endearing. And like, and if, yeah. if I find it if I find it goes too far, I call them like, hey, like I didn't like you shared that. I still love you. Like, you know, just don't do that in the future, please. And then they, we can discuss what that boundary is, right? But people who can't even articulate to the boundary, like if they say that back to you, like I don't I felt uncomfortable. Well, they have said it to me. In, in their defense, they have said it to me. And, and then and, and then and then I've uh, apologized and then done it again. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then that's on you. Then. <laughs> so so yeah, if, if if you if you went through that and then you still saw the yeah, that's on you. So uh, you know, but the because if you told me you weren't going to do it again, you did it. Yeah. Well, we uh, were talking about saying sorry earlier. Is this guy autistic? I don't think so. Are you autistic, Aaron? No. no. Just, I just think I'm autistic. Oh, oh, sorry. He meant Hiller. Yeah, that's me. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> that's me. 
I think he's just confident. He's like he's like a he's like a stone wall. He's like a tree, right? I'm just a tree over here. Aaron, I want to pick your I want to pick your brain on this. This we're shift we're shifting gears here. Do you mind? I want to pick your brain. No, yeah, of course. Topic? Are we done done talking about your thing there? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're done. We're not. What do you think about this? This is a clothing line in the CrossFit space. It's called LSKD, and they're putting up flags. A, a bunch of colors, which in my it says um, uh, "Rep with Pride, Takeover has begun." Sure. Does that mean wh- when you see that? When I saw that inside the building, does that mean they support um, all kinds of sexual activity except heterosexual sex? Is that I'm trying to figure out why you would do that on the, that's a clothing brand, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah. Um, Dude, what, that's the front of the building. Why? It's would, not the side. You told me it was the side. It's the freaking sign on the. It's the logo, right? It's the yeah. logo. Oh, by side, I just meant it like used to be a, black and white. I meant just like a side, like like. It, it looks it, like it, you go in right underneath that thing, and that's the front. Yeah. Sure, sure, front side. <laughs> so, anyway, what this, do you think? Contra- why are people doing that? You mean why, like so, a June? Why are people yeah, covering so. their bit? Why are people changing their stuff? Their store signs and clothing. Why is there this yeah. thing of, of sexual pride all of a sudden? What, what what the fuck's going on? Like, I personally won't wear that stuff now because of that mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. Did, I mean, so I don't do know you if want, I would have before. So, okay. So we can take it to multiple levels. Do you want, like, Fox News level or do you want, like, cultural, like, long, longitudinal regarding philosophy and, like, there's multiple levels we can, like, this attack. This is where the from. AI starts to come and it's like, how do you want to refine your search? Yeah, no, right. Uh, you yeah. think this is a commercial? Do you think this is a commercial decision, financial decision? Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but, so, so, do you? So, okay. The, the I don't know what I want. I just don't. I just don't get. I just don't get it. I feel like it alienates people. Yeah. Like Black Lives Matter, right? the same exact thing. Because of the way the human brain is set up, it you're basically mm-hmm. saying, unless that's internal messaging, blacks to blacks, you're basically mm-hmm. there's going to be a group of people who see see that you're saying that all lives don't matter. Can you go through the comments a little bit? What are people saying about it? Are they Can't all in support? Can't wait to see outrage. Looks like a uh, Who cares who you sleep with? I don't know why they have to do this. Well, if it truly well, is who yeah. cares, then who cares if they do it too? I know a guy who says that exact thing. I don't care. I just don't want to see it. You know? Hmm. And, and to an extent or degree, when I'm in public with Alexis, it's like it's the PDA thing, right? Every hmm. People can assume that I'm with her but I'm not going to be just making out with her on every corner or something like that. Right. Because some mm-hmm. people it, it's kind of the similar, I think I don't mm-hmm. care. I just don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. This thing is so conflated too, Maybe with, with all sorts it. of crazy shit now. Right. Mm-hmm. They, I don't see the connection between gays and trans and pedophiles, but they're all, they're all kind of like rolling together as a group now. And I, I don't even, I can't even, they've completely lost me. Yeah. So, so, so something you could read that could that could help clarify is this book called um, uh, "The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self." Uh, yeah, it's by a guy named Carl. I think Carl something. Uh, and and so he basically describes like what he wrote this. I think like ten years ago. There's another book called "The The Triumph of the Therapeutic." Um, it's a beautiful sign. Yeah, and and so the the long term the like why this happened right is that there's a longitudinal trend in our in our society particularly america and less so in europe europe thinks the whole like trans stuff is like insane right uh so they're like they're like classical feminists right so they're they're like what do you mean like you know this is this this is this right so this is a very unique thing in america that is like kind of like spreading right and uh so much so that like you know presidents and heads of state 
in Europe have commented that Americans' wokeness and sexual revolution must be resisted. Particularly, the French president has said that several times. And also, really, like, that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Macron said it. Wow. Because um, I, I think the, of him as a fucking doorknob. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. So, because because if you look at it from a philosophical perspective, it actually is connected to the French existentialist movement. But regardless of that, so it is kind of their fault. But but you know, so our country is is kind of this uh, amalgamation of mostly English Enlightenment, a quarter French Enlightenment, a quarter Roman, right? And the, the, this combination is what created our country to where, like, you know, our, our, our basically civil virtues are like forgiveness and restarting, defining your own future, right? Being a, a rebel, building a company, right? That's why our, our country reflects that into our code, right? Bankruptcy laws, for example. Bankruptcy laws in America are very generous compared to in Japan or in Germany, right? And that's because our society is built on this kind of like, do your thing, have fun, right? And like build a build life you want. The problem that happened is during the sort of sexual revolution, as we kind of continue to like detach from where identity is being formed into actual liberation is where every single norm then becomes destroyed, right? For the sake of your individual identity. And that leads to absurdism. We already knew this because the French oh. existentialists taught us this, particularly Derrida to uh, Sartre to uh, Foucault, right? All these guys already wrote about this, like because they basically predicted this sort of behavior that once you become, uh, and, and they wrote it as- a I'm good so thing. free that I can molest children and kill women and, and kill women. There, there, when there's no boundaries- Just completely absurd level, level right? of freedom, right. yeah. So, so I think a lot of people who are more, let's say libertarian, conservative, moderate, confused a couple of things that last for 20, 30 years, where there's a difference between acceptance and promotion and tolerance Mm. and promotion, right? Mm. And this is where, when you don't have any norms that bind people, which is what we were basically, what I was taught growing up in high school is it just exchange and libertarianism and like no culture, no values, no norms. No one needs to ne- share, have any commonality or shared or shared norms. George Floyd's break. a hero. Why not? Yeah. So, so you, when you, when you don't have anything there ends up, is it something fills it? Right. And that's where we mm. are today is mm. that a lot of the, you know, the, uh, the oh. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've read the polls, right. That like your, your kid's generation, 30 to 40 percent identifies lgbtqi2a right right plus, right right like like 30 40 percent yeah like biologically speaking that is 100 impossible right that's why bill maher has that famous joke that went super viral was like and, and in 20 years everyone's gonna be gay right because and he's literally coming from an atheist atheist liberal right and, and so it's obviously a cultural social phenomenon that's happening well yeah uh, how would my, my kids don't even know that stuff because no one's taught them that stuff well, that's good. It's good because you're actually creating their own identity formation, which is what right. you need to do, right? And and so the, the problem that our that in our society is that we sort of vacated this this ground in the effort of tolerance, thinking that oh, we're all talking the same thing, we're all in the same playing field. In reality, something came in and was like, no, I'm going to fill it, right? And that is what the sign represents. Let, let me let me ask you let, let me ask you this real quick, Aaron. So there's this idea. God, you're going to help me so much here. There's this idea I've had. So imagine a person is just four buckets for the sake of buckets. And every person is just four buckets. And you're going to fill the buckets whether you do it intentionally or not, right? One of them Mm -hmm. is um, how angry you are. One of them is how happy you are. One of them is how horny you are. And the other one is what's your God? And they're going to fill whether you fill them intentionally or not. And with that thing that you're talking about, that complete tolerance of stuff, people have abandoned the one that's your God and allowed Mm -hmm. it to be filled so you to be filled with like CNN, hmm. liberal ideology, Fox News, 
they they don't even they, they say they're atheists that there's really no such thing as an atheist in this paradigm of the world I'm mm -hmm. talking about. Everyone, based on the nature of who we are, we have a god. Yep. Everyone's god. And, and, and so if you don't have a God, you're in fucking denial. And you're not understanding the mechanism of the brain and the, the way the brain functions. And that's what you're saying. We've abandoned that space, mm -hmm. but that, but, but we didn't, it is. And mm -hmm. so we so filled we it, it with this fucking, uh, what you called absurdity. Yeah. Absurdism. Like, like it's basically radical existential sexual absurdism, right? Where, where, because does that work? Am I understanding that correctly? Does, yeah. that, does that paradigm work kind of for like, I'm just oh, trying to understand it. I'm not trying to state a truth. No, no, the, 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 I mean, yeah, you're making a claim, but like, we also have from philosophical perspective, we like, we have known this, like people, when you, I remove, just learned it. I just learned it. I just learned like, it. no, 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 no. I say that like, like even the quote of like, I, uh, uh, there's a famous, um, evangelist in the early 1900s who said that like, you don't have no God, you just have something else. Right. right. And, and, and that, that, so that truism about human, uh, which is one evidence of the soul and non, like non, materialism right is that that people are kind of the same for generation to generation they struggle with the same things they they, they have the same identity crises and they um they want bonds they want love they want justice right so so our society be in an effort to i think at a good faith effort basically abandoned the principles that actually created tolerance and freedom and then inserted itself into this like self-destructive attacking type of morality that exists in, in society right that that justice became heavily oriented towards um vengeance right and and uh like there, the idea of like grace and forgiveness which the only idea you can have grace and forgiveness is humanization right no scapegoating you're a human i know you did something wrong but i seek reconciliation our new sort of social norms or civil virtue is no forgiveness no grace right mm, absolute yeah. sort yeah. of like tyrannical morality yeah. right yeah. And, 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 and it's because we, we, we gave ground, we gave ground in a good faith effort, but then from giving ground, the tolerance then was filled with other morality, uh, and other, other forms of justice, mm. uh, that are, I think remarkably, uh, like evil and satanic and hundred percent mistreat people and don't see them as a full reflection of who they are in front of God. And, and it has created this society that we like are struggling with through today, which is we've given ground to these people. We don't really know why they just sort of came, they just sort of stood there, right? And now we're all like kind of hostages and it's still like a minority. It's, it's a smaller portion. The majority of people aren't, aren't like this, but a very vocal, a very aggressive, uh, a very driven minority wants to own that ground and control what other people say, what they think, what they do and how they behave versus the other portion are kind of like what you just said, which is like, which is more my, my disposition. It's like, if you want to do that, that's fine. I'm going to love you through that. And God loves you. You can do whatever you want. It's your choice, right? But the smaller minority are what I call like sin hunters, right? So they, they, they and, it, and it's a behavior that exists in human civilization. It's not like new. This isn't like a new thing. Like the, you can think of the, the most famous example. This is the Inquisition, of course. Like, but there are other examples too. But like that's a more famous one. Or the the Salem witch trials, right? This idea of sin hunting, right? Where the the people that exist in around you or only as valuable as righteous, how righteous they are. Right. Which is horrible. And like, and, and very dehumanizing, right. Tolerance because versus you explained it earlier in another way too. It's cool to hear you say it this way. Tolerance versus, um, uh, promotion. It's yeah. It's, yeah. Ex acceptance versus promotion. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like if you're a Christian and you just fucking hate gays, this, I think something maybe might be wrong with you. Right. I mean, just to yeah. hate, someone, yeah. just to hate someone. 
Yeah, I, I would say Christians are not our problem today in our, in our society. It's actually secular people who hate other people, right? And and because they believe they have this possession of this high ground and this control over civilization and society, and and Christians are actually on very on the other side. Uh, but 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 also like we should we should be intellectually honest that the framework of liberty and freedom can only be held to the tradition of Christianity. Like the the whole idea behind civilization, democracy, being a republic, human rights, civil rights is directly connected to Christian ideas. And then second, second to that would be uh, Jewish ideas. Uh, like, and, and that's built on really strong metaphysical ideas. Going back to what I, we talked about Adam and Eve earlier, right? Like Amagio Dei, Amagio Dei applies to every single human. That is a Christian idea, right? Every single human is an image bearer of God that deserves human rights and respect, right? Uh, that that is in the lineage and that theology of Christendom, and when you reject that idea, right, you fill it with and things like we're going through these exercises that, like, if you read history, it's like it's all there, right? Like the 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 existentialist movement in Germany and France cr created communism, uh, which is basically the anti theology of Christian ideas, which is like you don't have a Malcolm Day, you don't have human rights, you are not as valuable as 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 an individual, you're not valuable as an individual. It's what you contribute. It's what is what's material, right? This is where our civilization is being pulled towards, which I think we'll get out of it because because America has gone through this several times before, and we've always kind of escaped it uh, because it's part of just the struggle we are in in a, in a civilization or sorry, as as a cultural society, I should say. Um, but that when you abandon those Christian ideas that actually create the ability to be free, you you should suspect that another metaphysical component, another metaphysical framework will insert itself in because humans cannot live without morality. They cannot live without ethics. And, and, and that was a failure of the new atheists. That was a failure of neoliberalism. That's a failure of a lot of libertarian ideas is to think that you just live and you're fine, right? No, you need frameworks. What is good? What is bad? Like, like, and laws need to be reflecting of that. Uh, and if you don't have like another basic principle, right? Is, is the framework around biblical justice, right? Like the idea of being uh, having a jury of your peers, being able to defend yourself, being able to not say something, right? These are all Christian principles around uh, that you deserve that, even if you did something super horrible, right? Uh, and and our laws reflect that, well, which is why all the founding fathers, probably like half of them were actually Christian, the other half I would say probably not, um, honored the Bible. Uh, because they knew this was the only way to be free. I mean, John Adams literally says, John Adams is an open atheist. He literally writes to his wife that he's an atheist. It's like, I only go to church because it helps other people uh, be good. But like, I'm an atheist. Like he said that to his wife, right, in a letter. And and it actually, one of the great stories of like good, a good marriage is like, his wife was awesome. And it's like, she would write these letters back to him being like, do you want me to save this? Because I think you think this is important. He goes, yeah, you should save this. <laughs> so like, so we have great collection of Adam's letter because of, because of his wife. And, uh, but Adam has a super famous quote that, that is, tells you the heart and the orientation of the founding fathers that created the most free country and most prosperous country ever to exist that has expanded freedom to, to the point where like, you know, we, we are, in, we are a benevolent imperial power, right? Where we literally will destroy your country, rebuild it, make you free. And you know, we've done, we've done that like six times, right? We're the only imperial power to ever do that, right? So, and that's because of the, the extension of the, of the religious framework that we had. John M says that freedom can, can I'll, I'll, I'll summate because he's more beautiful and poetic than I am. Uh, that only a free people, uh, uh, or sort of religion is the only guarantee of a free people, essentially what he said. 
that religion provides the internal code, the, the internal check so that you can be free and you can say, that's bad. I don't need a law for that. I'm just not going to do that because that's what that, that those are things that uh, bad people do. Right. Uh, and we, and we've, we've vacated that ground to where we are super obsessed with passing laws and implementing things uh, when reality is just like, if the rule was just be a good person and have integrity and have honor and have respect, you don't need to call the police for everything. You don't need to like have a social worker, just like be a good person and reflect those, those good values. And we sort of abandon that because we're like, Oh, like tolerance and just kind of do whatever you want. Tolerance can only exist. I believe in a geo Judeo Christian framework. It cannot exist in any other framework because the metaphysics behind any other framework uh, does not support that does not believe in human rights, does not believe in equity uh, of like uh, in terms of the value of every individual human life. They believe in these other representative frameworks, like, you know, like for example, communism or, or material existentialism, like that believes in what you produce, whatever you produce is how you're valued, which is why communism killed 150 million mm -hmm. people because it viewed those people as not worth it. Right. And, or, you know, there's other ideologies obviously that, that are destructive. Listen, I don't fucking call the police for everything. I need a need a dick in me. Listen, I told one story. A dude is definitely behind that account, man. A dude. I've never called the cops on anything ever. Would you call the cops? Again, I don't know the story. Tree. To, uh, a, a car rammed another car, and they were fighting each other on the free. And then they got onto the freeway. I don't see the issue. What's wrong with calling the cops about it? You were just trying to do. Hey guys. Some yeah, and and, and 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 when you have a kid in the car and there's fucking cars ramming each other, but these these fucking assholes. Okay, uh, um, actually that's not true. I told another story where I called the cops too, and then another one. No, I told I told one <laughs> other one where 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 there was a guy uh calling to um young college girls fucking cunts and yelling at him and calling him fat and all this shit. Yeah, beach guy said everything. Oh, the thank you for keeping track of my fucking cop calls. <laughs> does, does she know you or is that? Yeah, all these totally. fuckers know me. These fucking dudes are in my dreams. Uh okay. Uh by the way, you're fucking so fun to listen to, Aaron. This is this is good oh, shit. This is uh you are um, you are Chet GPT. You, no, without with a soul. You you put things in my brain that I don't. Um, I haven't unfold that like that are like folded up nice and neat, and I can't wait to open them later. Like I I I, oh, I, I feel like I can't like you're giving me clothes to hang in my closet that I can open later, and I really like it. Okay, I want to show you one more thing. How are you on time? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want I want to read this to you. Um, I sent this to some of my uh friends who love chick-fil-a <laughs> oh okay. yeah okay ready uh chick-fil-a is one of america's favorite fast food chains and it's also renowned as a christian-owned establishment but what oh fans God. just found out on the company's website has many shocked oh, on tuesday many fans took to the social media to post a section of the company's website that reveals food giant chick-fil-a's commitment toward embedding diversity equity and inclusion uh, in everything we do and basically those of us who follow what that means is basically it's um it's it's racism and uh, it's god fascism and nazism in my mind at the, the fucking highest level it's it's ba it's and it's basically mm -hmm. not rewarding people uh for the, for the right reasons mm -hmm. and and dismissing people for, for the wrong reasons mm -hmm. it, 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 when you see why why are they doing this i thought chick-fil-a was like i thought they were the good guys like, the, I'm not they, a Christian, but I want to love Christianity. Like I like yeah. if someone in here was like, I, I like the Ten Commandments. I like all that shit. 
I'm, yeah. I'm down. I'd love every, I've never heard anything about Jesus. I even liked it when he flipped the table over. Um, well, well, I mean, yeah, he would be, he would be flipping a table over DEI for sure. Um, and, uh, but what is know, Chick-fil-A like, doing? I, I mean, you have to, you have to realize that like, uh, companies are, you know, what's the right word for it? Like, is that the CEI companies. thing? Is that the CEI thing yeah. I keep hearing about? Uh, diversity, equity, inclusion as DEI or no, no, but S- there's a, there's a, there's like a rating now that George Soros has forced all. Did you know about this oh, thing? Is that part um, of that thing? What is that called? No, I, I mean, th- th- I thought that was more environmental focused. Okay. Uh, rather okay. than, than um, but, but you're the, right. You're uh, right. Yeah. Like, because the, the problem is that like, and at least in like, uh, let's say speaking of this from like Christian perspective is that I, uh, it is good to have a diverse church. And that is both said by Paul and Jesus and Peter and in James. Uh, and, and so, but what is the context of like what they're saying that, right. It's like, I think what they mean is just having big chairs and little chairs and stairs exactly. and big yeah. windows and little windows. That's what I think. Corners for Hiller. Big crosses, they're, they're, small crosses. Yeah. yeah when they meant Some diverse CMO, church, they right. meant the actual structure needs to yeah. be uh, varied so, to accommodate. So he, yeah. So since, you know, since, since Chick-fil-A is a, is a Christian company, like, so the context there that they're writing is that, and this is how wild, like our society has become that, when they're writing about these things, so for, for example, there's a famous Galatians two verse that uh, you know they're to to a Greek to a Greek to a Jew to Jew to uh, to Samaritan Samaritan right to a woman a woman and what Paul's saying there is the fact of the equality of the gospel to all people right but the the framework of like what they're speaking to is like back in that time right uh, so there, do you, are you familiar with the story of the woman at the well uh, familiar with that at all or um, uh, the Samaritan. Tell me, uh, I, I like so, all the Bible stories. Tell me, I like so, so, woman but, at the well. I want to yeah. meet a woman at the well. So, so she, uh, so it, it kind of gives, I think, like a framework. I think of how to be healthy in terms of diversity and inclusion versus unhealthy. So there was a group of people that were called the Samaritans that were considered essentially like um, uh, uh, non-human, basically. Uh, and what they were were like uh, original uh, Israel that like inbred with the local Canaanites or Philistines or or uh, uh, Mennonites or anything like that. So not Mennonites, uh, 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 Canaanites and Philistines, right? So they developed a new name for them, which is basically more like half breed. And so Jews uh, did not view them as human; they viewed them as subhuman, as in something else, right? And literally, they all like you know more or less look the same, right? Uh, but the, but their but the cultural ethnic identity was different because of you know uh, how the the tribe of Israel viewed themselves, and so you have the story of Jesus who basically meets people who are of this and shows grace to them, and and that is the sort of radical expression of the gospel is that like imagine for us the most radical like unity right you could ever imagine so let's say with you know. Donald Trump and I don't even know, like Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Biden, right. Saying that having a hookah, having a hookah together. Right. And, and that, and that peacemaking event. Right. And, and that is actually how the gospel is presented is that the people that we view are other than far from you can reconcile to, and actually God wants you to. Right. And those people who actually divide lines and claim the Lord's name in vain, like what's the story of turning all the tables? Why did, why is that story in, in the gospel? It's because these people were extracting money in the name of the Lord. So violating the Lord's name, right? Saying the Lord's name in vain doesn't mean swearing. It actually means to carry, 
So what, why Jesus is doing that is these people are claiming to be representations of him and they're not, and they're actually abusing people who are coming into the temple uh, and, and, you know, basically taking their money for, for no reason. So those people, Jesus was very aggressive with, uh, which is why he debated the Pharisees so much and the Sadducees is because they're claiming his name into things that they don't, that are not true for the people who like almost like far, opening a church to raise as a business, as opposed to a place. Yeah. Yeah, so, place so, to... that, so, so they have taken the Lord's name in vain. So for these examples of people who are far from God, like the leopards, the orphans, the widows, right. These are people who don't claim anything and actually are so far from society, right. That he reaches out to them and shows them grace and love and says, actually you are part of the kingdom of God. Right. So the, the orientation here is like, it is true. The fact of like, uh, humans are innately valuable, independent of their race and their religion, uh, their politics, right? Uh, that's all true, right? Uh, and the fact is like that God is diverse and the fact of like the most orthodox, lovely Christians I've ever met are in Africa or in the Middle East, right? They actually have not been here. The most generous, loving Christians I've ever met were actually overseas, right? Here, we, we sort of view religion as this like Greek God sort of like imaginary thing. You go to other countries, right? Which is by the way, the most of the world, right? Other countries. And you see religion and you see it's like it's like real, it's authentic, it's 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 like a serious consideration, right? And I like going to when I went to Israel, uh, and uh I was my tour guide was essentially um he was a PhD in archaeology, he was part of the um special forces in Israel. He's actually in one of his Netflix shows, his character is like him, and he's like uh it's a, it's a one called Musad, I think, or something like that. Um and uh, and you see like religion there is like, it's like a real thing. Cause it's not like this imaginary, like, Oh, like this picture of Jesus, who's like white and Greek and whatever is hanging on the cross. Like you literally walk down, you know, the road that like every historian believes that he like walked down. And so the question there is, which is, it's a totally different question that we have in our, in our society is like, do you follow or don't you follow? Right. And, and, and the Jews there, if you ask, you know, Israelis, say, you know, are you an atheist? They're like, no, that's weird, right? But their whole lifestyle is opposite of the Torah, right? And you say, no, I just don't follow God, right? It's a, it's a totally different perspective versus here where like people say, oh, I'm an atheist and don't believe in God. Like there you go where, where, where religion is real, right? There's literally a building here. Like archaeology says this actually happened. They're like, no, the question is, do you follow or don't you follow, right? And and I, th and I, I think our culture needs to shift back to that rather than believing that we're like this completely free agent that we can define whatever word we want. We can be whoever sort of we want. And that, and that sort of perspective of like subjectivity to words, right? There is a question of like, there is truth, right? The question is, do I follow it or don't I follow it? Right. That's a much more healthy perspective in terms of freedom than what you have in our society, which is like, we're just going to define however we want. Liberty is going to be oppression because I said so, right? Like, like, like wokeism is oppression is not, nothing about it is free. It, it right, is, it right. is Marxism at its root, Right. And but they say, oh, it's liberation. You're like, no, you, you literally bastardize a word to sell your ideas and, and you are torturing people, like literally torturing people, forcing them to do something to put up a civil expression of your morality, which is like the flags and stuff like that. You're, people aren't doing that freely, right? <laughs> like like it, it, it's just like from even from a like identity perspective of like, let's say the people who actually truly have that identity, it's always going to be super small, right? Like just from a biological statistical perspective, it's just true, right? So, so you're literally forcing people to do something, right? And 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 that that's what is like choking our society, choking innovation, it's choking growth, it's choking culture, it's choking everything, right? And, and but it can't last, right? Because because it's fundamentally built on truths about humanity and civilization that's just like not going to last. Either like our civilization will implode on itself because of this absurdity that we're like we're going through, 
uh, or we'll come out the other side. Most likely we need a war to do that. Unfortunately, it's, it's a very unfortunate truth about humanity that we probably need a war or reframe everything or poverty will reframe everything being, oh, okay, wait, we have to reorder things into truths again because reality has hit us. We don't have this endless spending spree. We don't have endless superpower to, to, you know, to project our, our insanity to the world. We have to live in reality again. Right. And it, because right now we're just, we're just warring at each other. Right. So much of our culture just hates, hates itself. And then China is over here, just like ho-humming along. Right. And, and taking over the world through economics. And then we're over here kind of like bickering and hating, hating on each other and, and completely distracted from actually what the end game is. Like, like China is very focused on the end game. And, and we're just like playing around with these like flags and teeth, you know, uh, getting obsessed with celebrities, getting obsessed with politicians. And China's like slowly going over here, like, you know, moving and positioning itself. Uh, because if America, this is, this is how serious the situation is. And this is why, like, when I first met Greg to like now, even his politics has changed, is that like there's a unity behind people who actually believe in democracy and, and freedom, right? There's this unity of like, even like say specifics on policy, all three of us would disagree. But the orientation of society, we are 100% aligned on, which is this idea of like self-respect, integrity. You are free to do what you want. Don't impose on me, right? Uh, but these other uh, entities in our society do not believe that. And, and so there is a new unity that's forming a new coalition. But like the seriousness of the situation is like if America disappears or becomes, let's say, an aging United Kingdom, the world is aft for a very, very long time. Like we're talking about like massive wars, massive death, starvation, poverty, like, like it is, it, it will be another level dark ages. So America needs to get his crap together because it, it, if we don't fight, there's literally nobody. Like who's going to show up? Who's going to show up to, de to defeat China or Russia or whoever? Nobody. No, like we are it. We are the last line. So we need to be like super serious about like around, you know, AI being rich, being powerful, winning again. Because if we don't, and this is, this is why so many people want to, like, what is the expression of Trumpism? Is really simple. It's that America should win. That's all. That's that's it. That's the only thing he really wanted. Everything else is like secondary, right? Because he, he was even confused himself about a lot of these ideas. Like, what is a border wall? What is this? What is citizenship? Right? Like, really, he ran on America should win, and and Americans need to get behind that because if we don't, billions of people will suffer. Right? That's how serious of the mission it is. That, that's random crap around culture wars and things like that. Like, get, get out of your own head, dude. It's like the, the, there is a there's a serious conflict brewing and we're distracted with the, these other little games that are going on uh, that people make money on, that people are grifters. Like they, they, just, they just take money from the pains and sins of our past to try to shame us and to believe in a history that's not true. Like the 1619 Project, it's totally made, it's made up. Like the, it literally didn't happen, right? It, 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 and people, it's, that's a New York Times bestseller. It's false history. Like, it's in it, schools. It's being it's, it's cool. to our kids. It didn't happen. Like it, it is, it's, it's incredible. It's like, it's like, and then you, and then you press, you know, the author and people support it. I'm like, Oh, but it's like my experience representation. Like, what does that mean? Like, it's, it's like, this is, you're supposed to be a historian. You can't be like, Oh, like Savant. It's is the girl that has a penis. It's like, the girl that has a penis. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. A little tangent there. So no dude, that was fucking brilliant. The thing with Trump is very interesting that the goal, that, that it should be just to win. I was just thinking the other day about how, and and I voted for all these people, uh, Clinton and Hillary. When I used to hear, and, and I remember hearing uh, Trump's first State of the Union, and and I didn't vote for him, and I hated him when I listened to it. And I remember leaving that State of the Union thinking, "Wow, that was fucking really good. I feel really good after listening to that." Yeah. And then I thought back to all the Democrats I heard give State of the Unions, and it was always like 
there's problems. AIDS is looming. Cancer is looming. War is looming. There was never um, uh, go out and seize the day. Yeah. And every time I heard Trump give a speech, I was like, wow, I'm motivated to go out and participate and contribute to society and be a better person and to, and to make life better. And then I was like, oh, shit, those people, that's their whole thing to, mm-hmm. to point at the problems, point at the problems and sort of Rangers. keep this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and I've, I've had to put away my put aside any of my personal beliefs on Trump's mannerisms, oh, um, sure. yeah, his yeah. nuances, any of those things to realize, yeah, like. I want to be part of the winning team. I, I want yep. the, I, w- I want to be part of the winning team that has a, a, a morals and values. Yeah. No, and, yeah and, it's, and it's okay if they're higher than mine, even, even better. Yeah. Like you, Trump has significant moral issues, right? Massive. Right. But all the politicians do, he just is open about it. Everyone else hides it. Right. Oh all yeah. 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 Them, and I, I, I just meant, right? and yeah. I just meant some of his like behaviors of like, the stupid things like when he was in puerto rico and he was shooting three pointers with the paper towels and like i was like judging him for that and it's like yeah 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 that that, that should have that shouldn't have even entered my i've had to rewire myself it it and, it, and that's because like the yeah i mean again this is ind- independent of like his own disposition and his own moral standing but like fundamentally that's like what he ran on was that america can do it that was really it like it, it, it can have a solution it can fix this problem right it's a weird thing that he ran on, which is, which and he's running on again. I, which is this like very negative, but then very like optimistic, right? It's like a weird kind of thing. It's like, it's really bad, but we could do it. Right. And then people are like, yes, let's go. Right. And, and that is but in, the, in the history of like American politics, Trump is very normal. Like, like Andrew Jackson, JFK, like Teddy Roosevelt, like these are all expressions of like Andrew Jackson. Did you know he lost his first election, right? He, uh, his supporters viewed it was stolen, and technically it was he the he lost through a congressional compromise because there was there I think it was three or four states had uh, questionable voting practices, so it was done through a congressional deal, and he lost even though he actually gained the most electoral votes, but not enough to become president. So the congressional compromise picked somebody else and they moved the votes over and then that became president. So then he runs again, right? And wins to, uh, in, in the second, and uh, for when the other guys running for re-election and then he wins and he wins another term, right? So Andrew Jackson, uh, who was obviously the founder of the Democrat party, uh, ran as a populist. He ran, his core argument was that we should not be run by Virginians and New Yorkans. Like you should be run by the average American, right? Uh, and, and it was actually, a, he was running against the founding fathers, basically. The idea that like, we should just continue to have this longevity of people who are a connection to for the founding fathers. So the populism strain in America is, is, is real. It's just a, it's part of like our, our ethos. I mean, Reagan is another populist president, right? Jimmy Carter, right? Uh, now the, 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 the crazy thing about Trump is that he says the quiet part out loud, right? That right. that's the thing that really bothers people. Right. And right. it's independent if it's true or not true. Like, yeah, stop that programmatic in your face. Don't think in moral lens, just think in objective lens. He says quite famous out. people can grab pussy. That's the like everyone knows yeah. that's true, but um, I mean, look uh, at Epstein. I mean, I mean, how else? Like, like, like the, there are there are all these things that like we know kind of internalizing in our dialogue or in our private conversation. He says right. what in private in public. And, and, that, well, and, and what's interesting about that is he also did say that in private and it was recorded, which is interesting. Yeah, too. and I uh, but you know like again I would never say that like I would never say those types of things even in private right but again like. All these people are are in mass. I mean, this for both parties. 
they're all pretty similar shades of morality. So like, let's not put one above the other, right? They're all kind of in the same ilk in, in circles, right? And now the question is what do they do. I'm much more interested in that. What's the actual outcomes, right? And and to a lot of my Christian friends, uh, they view the morality of the individual much higher. I don't, because there are really great, highly moral presidents that that I've I've studied or I've met that were terrible, right? The, one of the greatest examples is Jimmy Carter, mm. great man, utterly yeah, great, great man, man. Right, like right, loves right, Jesus, right. like real Christian, has spent his whole life after presidency serving other people. Presidency did one really great thing, or say two, yeah. Everything was disaster, uh, right? And, and that one great thing was the peace deal between Egypt and, and Israel. And then the second one was deregulation of the airlines. And so, but outside of that, it's terrible, right? Versus like you have really great presidents, right? That were moral kind of shortcomings. Like, like I think Lincoln was a great president from a moral perspective, kind of debatable if he was a Christian. I think he was kind of agnostic. Uh, individually with his family, like, you know, Abigail's wife was like, uh, was had lots of mental problems and he his whole like personal life was really depressing like if you read it of uh, the biography like he actually was very jovial like he was he was very funny uh he had a very dark sense of humor uh but his like personal life is so depressing and sad you're like how did this guy even like not commit suicide right um and and so i think like the this is where the interconnection of like separating out that the moral failings of the individual in elected office it should be judged independently of like what they actually do because people are complicated and you have to be, you have to be empathetic to that. Uh, to, to another a great example is, is Thomas uh, Jefferson is my favorite, favorite founding father, uh, not president Thomas Jefferson. He's my favorite founding father, but not president, but like as an example, right. Do you know the first thing that he ever co-sponsored in the house of Richards in Virginia was the freeing of slaves in Virginia, allowing it to be legal. And he owned slaves. So how do you square that? right? People are complicated, right? People like have, have, we can't look at the past and just be like, inject our morality, right? People are really complicated on what they're trying to do and how, what the goals are trying to achieve. He inserted the end of the slave trade and, and to his letters to his French um, uh, counterparts in France, he wrote that slavery was the scourge uh, and the original sin of British colonization, right? But he owned slaves, Right. So like it's super complex. Right. And so, so you have to be as as we ourselves are complex. We all have, you know, relationships that have failed that we made mistakes on. Should we be judged for those mistakes or should we be judged based on the good deeds we do? Right. Like people are immensely complex. And, and obviously, like, you know, we have we have Savan, you and I have very famous mutual friends. Right. And they're very well known. They have that people said lots of really bad things about. And like I don't judge them for that because, one, I have been you should go read all the stuff about COVID and me. I mean, I've been called like, I mean, I'm literally like half Asian and then people will call me a white, a white supremacist to like, uh, you know, like uh, everything. You're not, are you? Right? No, of course not. Yeah, you can tell when I smile, yeah, you can tell. Half, half, half. Uh, yeah, the but you, you, you have to be empathetic and like, again, going back to the, even the idea of like Christendom and freedom viewing people as humans, that we all have shortcomings, we all have made mistakes in relationships, we've all had mistakes in work and statements, but that you have to view them from a whole person perspective uh, and, and try to treat them and see them as how, what I believe is how God sees them. Do you have uh, any blue-haired friends? Do you have any just like crazy, just off yeah. the chart? You, you, I have you family do. members. I have family members that were trans before ever was cool. And I have, you know, 
family members that span all sense of the the acronym people. Um, and and I, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean like real things. Like like like. Do you have any friends who who um? They think that they're doing. They're basically woke. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't yeah. consider gay people woke. I don't consider trans people sure. woke. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, they think that they're doing something positive for society when they are at root. They're demanding that everyone see blacks as inferior, but mm -hmm. claiming that the world is racist. I, I don't consider them friends. I would consider them buddies or acquaintances that they want to debate me um, because I, I can't be a friend with somebody like that. Because uh, it, it's a trip. But what about the what about the part that we're supposed to reconcile that stuff? Well, reconciliation doesn't mean you're going to be friends with them again. It just means like you're coming to terms with what happened and you have an agreement on next steps, right? Restoration would be like returning back to uh, original, right? And and I, I, by the way, you know, like I had lots of relationships that have been restored and it's a great example of God's grace and the fact that Christianity is true because mm. uh, we restore based on, on Christ and not like our own individual sins or own, our own strengths and weaknesses. Um, but like like reconciliation, like like in the Christian theology perspective, we are required to forgive people within the church a hundred percent. Like there's no, there is no, uh, uh, so what you hear, if you hear a Christian tell you they didn't forgive somebody who was also another Christian, they're, they're living in, in an unbiblical manner. You're supposed to always forgive people, right. Uh, who, who wrong you now reconciliation is deeply encouraged, but may not happen to people in the church. Right. Uh, and because is forgive different than accept is forgive different than accept. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, so forgiveness would be like, um, the forgiveness makes me feel like it's still on the books. I don't want anything on the books. No, 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 no it's not on the books. It, it means that you, uh, like the way I, I try to be practical, the way, the way that I express forgiveness is I try to want the best for the other person. Okay. Right? And, and I let go of like what wrong was done with me. And I give that to God and I want God to treat the other person that has wronged me with the maximum grace and love possible so that they have an awesome life. Right. And so then the, 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 ne the next phase has become the reconciliation. Reconciliation is where you can begin a new relationship. Right. And, and that's where you come into terms with things like what happened, why this happened, how do you feel, how do I feel. You don't think that there's a self-righteous thing thinking there's a little bit of self-righteousness every time you think someone did you wrong, someone stole your car. And, and you think uh, it's wrong and there's a little bit of self-righteousness in there because you're claiming that you know what the plan is. Well, and that therefore you, you just, you should accept instead of forgive. That's what I mean by accept. Like, like for me, I don't, I don't ever lend anyone anything. If you come to my house mm -hmm. and you want something, you can just have it mm -hmm. or you can't, or you can't have it. Or Noted. I just tell you, no, <laughs> but, but I don't, <laughs> cause I don't it. want anything. I don't want anything on the books. Cause I feel like that's that, nice that, that up. takes energy from me. Like, I don't want, do, mm -hmm. do you know what I'm trying to say here? Like, like, like your girlfriend cheats on you, but, but, but then it's about you. And at some point, like I get why it stings at first like that, but like an alchemist, you have to like, then not forgive her, but accept it. Well, 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 acceptance is just the, the realization of what happened, right? It doesn't address justice, right? Cause there still has to be justice. Cause it's she has to be flogged. Right? Like, no, <laughs> like, well, well, I guess it depends what she did. Maybe, maybe she flogged you. You can flog in return. Right. Um, but you, you, you want to have a, uh, from a Christian perspective, you want to have like a heart, uh, trying to seek rec reconciliation and forgiveness, um, at, as soon as possible. Uh, but whether or not you get, you know, restored is, is the question of like, do you have a relationship going forward? Right. Uh, and, and how that's, about the that's guy, how about part. the guy who didn't install my shit and I paid him $15,000?
Yeah, I, you should, you should reconcile. <laughs> I know. Right he's dead. He's, I don't. Yeah. I don't forgive him or not forgive him. I just fucking accept it. And I'm like, and I'm not even upset. I'm just like, wow, yeah. that was a fucking crazy five year trip. You know, you know, like restoration, like, 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 um, like you and I have multiple examples in our CrossFit friend community where the COVID thing was like division, right? Right. And right, and, right. And, and reconciliation, uh, restoration, rest, uh, restoration, and um, happens. When you basically like bring to what happened, and I'm probably gonna do this today with one of my friends that that um, we kind of had a, a distant period for a year and now we're back engaged with each other uh, in terms of like regularly hanging out. And I'm gonna have a real conversation with him. He also does CrossFit uh, and be like, hey dude, we need to reconcile what happened a year and a half ago. Like, I love you as my friend and you're awesome. And I'm happy like we're, we are like hanging out and like good friends again, but I like, we just need to come to terms. Obviously I choose you, right? Like we're literally hanging out again and all this stuff. So, so it's just like, what happened? How do we both feel about it? Do we disagree or don't, don't, don't agree? Or sorry, do we disagree? Or do we agree? Discuss those terms and then move into restoration, which is just like, what do we do going forward? Right. It may not, it may be like, Hey, we don't agree. We're at terms like you boundaries. Start fighting right? again. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Well, yeah we, have we, you we ever been in a fist fight? Yes. Did you win? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't a mosh pit, so I, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, so it was a group was fight, a, not one. Yeah, one. yeah, it was, a, it was a metal, it was a metal band. Yeah. So, and how old are uh, you? How old am I right now, or then? Yeah, I'm 35. Okay, I thought you were younger. Yeah, it's oh. the it's the Asian, like you know. No God, wrinkles. I wish I was Asian. Do you have any gray? <laughs> do you have? You don't have any gray hair yet, Aaron. Uh, I have a little bit. Uh, statistically, Asians start graying late 30s. Uh, so I'm starting to get uh, a little bit of gray. Thanks for coming on, dude. You're fucking awesome. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm you actually happy we didn't talk about AI because this other stuff is more fun. So yeah, this is it. It's it's nuts. But it's uh, you can't be pigeonholed. You can't be um. Well, I'll pigeonholed. You can't. You can't. Actually, I can't. I don't think I can. Based you can't be pigeonholed. You're right. Do you know what you I definitely live more than me for sure? You yeah. ever seen yeah. Lord of the Rings? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Carry on. There, there's this <laughs> you have some ideas that require um uh so so let, let's say let's say a painting's on a postcard and it's four four by six inches mm -hmm. you have some ideas that require big canvases and it's it's interesting to watch the comments who who will tolerate that and who mm -hmm. won't right like some people just want to be told hey um uh I can't think of an example off the top of my head. But anyway, I appreciate your ability to really, for people who have the attention span, to paint a full picture and to give lots of data points and different historical stories, anecdotal stories, mm -hmm. uh, uh, new words, new signposts to point at your ideas. I mean, it's you're fucking so cool. No, I appreciate it, man. Like, yeah. like my, I've given my heart to uh, trying to... I don't remember where, where it'd be like, um, I, 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 I guess what may I'll conclude with this is that I, at the, at the end of my life, when I go home to heaven, I just want God to say faithful, good, good and faithful servant. Right. And yeah. that doesn't, that, that means living the life that God has designed for me. And, and that's not the life that everybody has. And so like, you know, God's put every single person on their own journey. And something I believe is you like, it, your life will become a painting if 
infinitely more colorful, creative and beautiful when you let God paint it for you. And that means different moments in life that could be really challenging. And uh, he's wearing, it's true. Um, and that's the, and, and that's what, that's the proof that you're not married. Not married. No. Uh, dating, <laughs> yeah. but not married. Yes. Dating, but not married. So, uh, although, I mean, whatever, I know lots of people who, uh, were backwards have, uh, did you go to Catholic so, school? No, I'm not, no, I, I grew up a uh, secular humanist and went to public school and then I became an agnostic when I was like 16 ish. And then I became Christian late 17 ish, 18. Uh, and my family is, uh, I'm the only Christian in my entire, entire family. So all cousins and stuff like that. So, uh, maybe one or two, maybe, but like, if you're kind of a maybe as a Christian, you're probably not a Christian. So I, you know. what's, what's, a, what's something, uh, what, what would you recommend for, um, Christians or non-Christians alike to understand mm -hmm. the importance between Liberty, the, 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 the fabric, the, the, the foundation of this country and Christianity and why it's so important that, uh, it stays mm -hmm. together, regardless if you're Christian or not, it's like, yo, Hmm. Don't, 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 don't uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, it doesn't matter that you're not Christian. You don't have to oppose it or hate it. Uh, probably. So there's, there are two books I'd recommend. So one would be uh, Why the West Won, which is written by an atheist, uh, an atheist historian, who basically describes the, uh, the arc of science, culture, art, and why christendom was very unique to create free society um the probably uh the other one oh yeah see yeah um i i think i think the the rise and triumph of the modern self is amazing wait so say that I, again say that again right uh the rise and triumph of the modern self the rise and triumph of yeah the modern i think self. it's i think it's just uh let me see the, the modern self let me make sure i'm saying it right um, it's by Carl. Yeah, the rise of the modern self. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carl who? Uh, let's see. Just Carl. He's got one name. Yeah, yeah. Google. He doesn't have a. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, Carl. I Carl Truman and Rod Dreher. Or no, Rod, Rod Rutherford. So it's just Carl Truman. It 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 outlines so much of like what has caused our current social situation. Uh, then I would probably do. Uh, let's see. Um, so I'd say those two, and then I'm looking at my library right now. Um, uh, oh yeah, okay, one more. So do um, the Gerard reader, Rene Gerard. Rene Gerard. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. I. Uh, yeah, that that's he's a Catholic uh, uh, sociologist that taught at Stanford. He developed scapegoat theory, and scapegoat theory kind of explains most of our psychological patterns in our society now. Um, and he actually is the guy that that persuaded Peter Thiel, the one of the most famous venture capitalists in the world, to become a Christian. Um, and his his the Gerard Reader is so amazing. Because it it discusses these behaviors that we 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 victimize, we blame, we create scapegoats, we try to create unity around scapegoats, and that that creates this massive self-destructive pattern um, and victimization culture to hurting people who are like uh, hurting people who we love 
because we're trying to create new unity between people and scapegoating them, right? Uh, and uh, probably anything by Thomas Sowell as well. Oh, uh, white, white rednecks, black, black liberals is my favorite. Uh, such an amazing book. God. Uh, such an amazing book. Uh, Say the name of that book again. Is that why red? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was just, I haven't read that book, but I was just listening to a lecture on his about, um, uh, about redneck culture and about mm-hmm. how God. It's so good. Anything yeah, C.S. Lewis? Uh, C.S. Lewis would be. The horse um, and his boy. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I would say oh. my favorite C.S. Lewis is. Silver Chair. <laughs> Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Uh, that's... No, I would say. I know, I know. I'm you can find Aaron on Substack. Do people actually use Substack? I mean, is it I huge. Do. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it big? Uh, I, I'd probably say. Uh, I probably say the abolition of man by C.S. Lewis, and then his 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 letters about his friendship with with uh, Tolkien are, which is in Manifesto and Friendship. Um, his letter on friendship, which I think is called the whole book's called Four Loves, I think, is incredible. Uh, his his stuff on relationships is 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 great. Um, so. Substack pulled. Did they pull down? Oh no, it was Medium who pulled down your article. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Why do you write? Sorry, I want. I, I'm going to let you go. But why do you write? Um. For discipline, or what? Why do you write? No, I, it's usually therapy? for. Yeah, it's 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 internal dialogue. To, um, it helps a lot of my friends. So, example like the the first uh, the manifesto on friendship. Uh, it actually got around as I was texting you about. It got around on Fox News. Yeah, and some people reached out to me saying it's immensely meaningful to me. It's beautiful. It's like, they, yeah, it's they said, so is, good. This, it's so this, good. It's like this is one of the most beautiful things I've read in a long time. This makes so much sense for the nice guy stuff. I've had people like come up to me randomly and be like, "Hey, I follow you," and I'm like, "Oh, I know who you are." <laughs> and they're like, they're "Like I read your nice guy thing," and I'm like, "Oh, it's great." And they're like, "Yeah, it like changed my life. Like I was just realizing how much identity I was finding and approval from other people." And they feel liberated, right? And and so that's been the motivation for me to like continue writing some of the stuff is that um, like like the COVID thing, like I wrote that article and then it was wild. Like Greg reaches out to me. I'm like, holy crap, Greg Lesson just reached out to me, right? And I was just doing it. I was just, I was just doing it for my friends. Like they, they were like, hey, put this on Medium. I was like, okay, so I did. I was writing it, just sharing in Google Docs and stuff. And so the nice guy thing, the friendship thing, my coming out one on um, Jesus wasn't nice. Um, I'm working on nice guy in relationships. That's going to be really brutal. That's going to be really hard for people to read. Um, and this is just all stuff that like either I've gone through or like, I'm just personally interested, passionate about nice guy uh, in relationships, like, uh, uh, like relationships, like, uh, intimate relationships, like nice guys and like men, women yeah. relationships. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice guys get fucked. Yeah. And I don't mean that, it, a, I don't mean that metaphorically either. Or well, I, don't well, they, mean, I don't mean that literally. I don't mean that literally. I mean, and 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 the, the the problem, right, with nice guys is that in relationships, right, is that they don't view themselves as responsible, and that's ultimately mm, the fix mm, to all the, all their problems. Mm, it's like mm. you are responsible for the situation mm. because you can't stop it. You got to take control, right? Um, and and also to like like I'm gonna write something probably on uh, narcissism probably pretty soon, uh, and because uh, I have. A are you gonna have game. kids? You think? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Mm. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. uh, and, um, but, I, but in the meantime, like, uh, another, not to go on another tangent before we conclude. So if you want to know, um, uh, yeah, I did, of course I have. Yeah. Like I, I know, I know Oz personally. Yeah. He, he's an amazing man. He's great. Um, so actually this is all connected. Oh my gosh. This is great. 
great conclusion. So Os Guinness was discipled by a guy uh, named Francis Schaeffer. Francis Schaeffer changed my life. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, Christian Manifesto. Uh, and he built this uh, kind of commune thing called Labrie. Labrie means shelter in French. Uh, he built it in the Swiss Alps. And he discipled Os Guinness. And this, this man, um, Francis and his wife, uh, changed Christendom forever. Almost every major Christian theologian has had some connection to Francis Schaeffer. And what he did at Labrie was very simple, but also immensely profound, is people could come stay there for as long as they wanted, be discipled by him and his wife. They just lived on the farm and lived in this house and they invested in them. So that's what I do until I'm married is that I have, I built this house and on the front range, my, my window right here faces the mountains. Dudes come here, you know, get discipled, be, help turn boys into men and invest in them, help them in their life, help them get married, help them work through the problems. And I love it. It's, it's seeing. Was that the goal when you built that place there? That's the place uh, I visited you at, right? Yeah, that was the goal. Yeah. Um, wow. I didn't know. And, that. and so my heart's for, for, for good men to rise up in, in society and uh, for, for women to have good men to marry and, and to make like generation after generation and like start rebuilding uh, what, what's gone wrong in our society. So I, I feel blessed to have, you know, over a hundred men now I have a list a hundred men that like have impacted and that have, you know, of course the writings and all that stuff is great too. And I'm, I'm deeply thankful for that, but these individual, you know, lives that have, have the trajectory shifted and 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 i save messages right i have um messages from people who like you know walked away from our friendship or something like that and they came back like a year later and were, were, were apologetic and and saw what i was trying to do and help them in their life and i save all those right because you know we may not be friends with them going forward but they but they for example for one of them he rebels against everything that i taught him uh but i introduced him to a girl i was dating uh, and I said, Hey, you know, we're not gonna work out because my life, I just want to have a different life than you do. But I introduced them to each other. And when they got married, they like, she thanked me. She sent me a letter. She's thanked me for helping make him a man. Wow. And he, wow. And then he messaged me and they have four kids now. Wow. Uh, he's, he's running a business. Um, another hey, could guy. You, could you hold go on ahead. one second? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. This, no, go this ahead. is a weird show. Uh, so Luke, go ahead. Sorry. What, what's the problem? What's the problem? What, 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 what? Go, go ahead. I, I'm just at the park right now. I had a lesson. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's pivot. Let's pivot. Okay. I have. I have. Hey, could I call you? Could I call you like in ten minutes? <laughs> okay. Okay. I love you. Peace and love. Well, yeah. Right. Anyways, skateboarding so Sorry, that. skateboarding instructor for the kids. Yeah. Ten thirty class. Sorry, it's a weird oh, joke, okay. Aaron. I'm telling you, it's a weird, it's a weird show. Is, is that why Greg built a half pipe was for you to come over? <laughs> I hope so. I hope that's why. <laughs> uh, yeah. So th that's incredible that the guy's wife called you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I there's another couple, there's another couple that he was my best friend and he ended up being addicted to all sorts of nefarious sexual things and drugs. Yeah. And so I had to take away his car and his credit card at the wish of his parents and his pastor destroyed our entire friendship. Uh, cause he was dependent on me to do everything. And then, uh, then he eventually moved out. He recovered, moved on his way. We didn't Nefarious talk. Nefarious sex stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. And then he, uh, two, three years later, he gets married and his, his wife, get, they honor me at their wedding. I wasn't going to go. And then my friends encouraged me to go. So I did because I haven't talked to them really in years. And then they acknowledged me at the wedding saying that like I sacrificed for them that created this pathway and they have three kids now. Um, and yeah, that's and in the Christian context, uh, it gives me a little choked up. Um, in the Christian context, like that's what it's about, right? Yeah. It, it's just impacting people individually and being like an actual individual hand of God in someone's life. And that may mean something that secularly wise, you, you know, don't prefer like breaking ties and things like that. But in the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to uh, redeem this world and to help people uh, and to love on them so that they can uh, be a faithful steward of what they've been given. Um, and that's, that's the goal. Right. And so, uh, so, you know, in terms of like, yeah, me, me being, being married, although, you know, whoever said that's like, I date plenty of times. So I would say that I just have a very particular way I want to live my life and invest my resources. And, uh, that's a very externalized thing. Like I want to, I want to, in the street, I'm on right. The faces this mountain, right. That you've been to, like, I want to buy all the houses in the street, rebuild them, give them to my friends and build like a little, you know, subdivision. Right. And, and like have shared space, like go basketball hoop in the court, basketball hoop in the court. Yeah. Like, you know, and know each other, right. And be best in each other's lives and, uh, and like live together because life, life is really, really hard and it's super messy and people who stay attached to us through that, uh, just as Jesus did, right. Like what, what, what did you say is the ultimate expression of love that a man would sacrifice for his friends like John five. So like, that expression of generosity and love is both made come full circle is both the expression of like what can make a free society and what stabilizes a free society. The second is, is, is that power is completely lost in our civilization. And if we just return back to that being like, like what you did with Greg, right. Which is an amazing story, right. It inspires people, right. Because, because that, that band of brothers thing that exists in all of our hearts, right is there and it's well he did for me he let me live at his house rent free so maybe he did it for me yeah 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 but but even i mean you know what he's building now right yeah in in phoenix you're like and his current house which is incredible it's like right amazing he's like this is just my guest house i was like right this is a freaking like it's not a guest house but uh but he just he's so generous right he's just so open and like wanting people in his life and and i i remember when he was consolidating he was like you want this truck I was like, Greg, don't give me a truck. I don't want a truck from you, right? Right. I just want to be friends with you. And like, but but like that, but that heart is like missing in our society that is just like un, you know, just this is just grace. Like, like love it. Like there's no, there's no requirement here. There's no obligation. It's just love and and just take it, you know. Uh and and th- those strong ties uh I think can really rescue our civilization and rescue men from you know darkness nice guy syndrome appeasement self-effacing like self-isolation it's just that and and they'll experience this liberation they like courage like the tyler durden thing like they'll experience this new self this confidence uh to be the man that they that god wants them to be and, and it's incredible and that and that that journey seeing so many men so many couples like i i i've discipled i think uh to now 15 married couples and remarried about four or five people who are divorced um is is awesome it's just so great and like whatever company i build whatever you know i'm on my fourth company uh, i'm very blessed with that and i love being an entrepreneur but it's all with the arc of using my resources to like love on people that they may experience and encounter jesus 
uh, in a way that they that the the Samaritan at the well, uh, that this love and tenderness that you know still imperfect because I'm not Christ, uh, still make mistakes, still say pastor, sorry. Pastor, yeah. pastor uh, Jen, Pastor Jen. Yeah, yeah, still say sorry. Um, but but that that we need we need more sorries, more love, more grace, but also more truth and more principles, and more kindness. Right. So all of that together, not just more anger and hate and division and all that stuff. So awesome. Hey, you're welcome on the show anytime. Thank you so much, dude. You do, yeah. man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. So, yeah, have a great yeah. day. I look forward to running into you soon. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Later. Yeah, nice to meet you too. See ya. Bye. What's up? I liked it in the beginning when people were just fucking trying to psychoanalyze you and you had to like, <laughs> and you had to put a stop to that. I'm just sitting there soaking it up, dude. He's got, he's got many words. So many good ideas. He's, 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 what, what, I see him just connecting, connecting dots. Do you, is that what you see him doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you, he's a connector. He just, just does it with a different uh, canvas. Yeah. D- different data points. More broad. I like the house of men. Paulina, that was cool. Is Paulina coming? Paulina, are you coming? Are we going to see Hillary? Going to see you this weekend? Are you coming out? Paulina, I got a notification on this computer that tomorrow is the first day of LGTQB plus day. Oh, I, is I that sent that's you a text? That's probably like a default. You for check Apple. your text. I just sent you a picture. Thank you. Great. That's probably on every everyone who owns an Apple phone that probably popped up on it today. I thought that you actually put that into your computer just so you were aware. <laughs> right. And I'm like, dude, your computer's telling me <laughs> it's your schedule. I don't even want Christmas in there. I don't want a birthday in there. I don't want any of that shit in my. I, I just need to know who's coming on the podcast and at what time. You sound like Alexis. Okay. I, I'm going to call the uh, skateboarding instructor. Do you care if I do that no, real quick? No. Uh, let me see what's going on. I have to pee so bad. You guys want to hear this or should I just end the show? <laughs> um, uh, uh, hold on. Who's calling you? That was my sister. Don't don't be nosy. Okay. What do you on. mean? I heard it. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, okay. Here he is. This guy's the best fucking skateboard instructor. My man, my man. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Uh, we're live on my podcast. Just so you know. Oh, for sure. I had a I had a guest on, and you called, and I and I interrupted the whole show. No, it's not your bad at all. It's, it's it's my love for you. It's the importance of you are in in my life and in my kids' life. My man, dude, I appreciate you immensely. Um, I was just letting you know the uh, uh, Mike Fox city. The city is uh, power washing it right now, so the park is like half soaked. Um, so if you would like to switch the park stuff or um whatever works, really or bring our surfboards, or bring our surfboards, if it's wet. I hey, do, I do not have my surfboard. Hey, um, uh, okay, so should we just go? Should we just meet up at Scotts Valley at at uh at ten thirty? You you Derby? Do you want to do start with Derby? Mike, you want to start with Derby? We could do Derby. I'm down, dude. I'm gonna be there. So if you guys want to try it out, you'll be there at ten thirty. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, we'll we'll do Derby at ten thirty, and then we'll go uh, grab a quick bite to eat after, and then maybe go. Do, are you free? Do you have a couple hours for a big posse? Yeah, should we get my next lessons at two? Okay, cool. All right, I'm gonna call Greg and see if I'm gonna if I'm gonna drag his kids up there too. So perfect, dude. Okay.
I'll be in touch. I'll, I'll, I'll text you and uh, I'll see you at Derby at 10 30. Perfect. Thanks, Yvonne. All right. Later, brother. A derby that you might want to come out there, even if you drive yourself, Hiller, and see that. That's I think it's the oldest skate park in the country. No shit. Uh, Sevi, if you'd like, I'll call from the Isle of Man next week. Uh, let me know. Oh, dude, any time if you were at the Isle of Man and we were live, I would interrupt any guest to fucking send you a link and fucking watch <laughs> the motorcycles blow by, dude. That would be fucking awesome. And bring if you do that, bring some AirPods or something, uh, Jake. So, uh, so we can hear you good. I'd love to ask you some questions about that. Fucking psychos. Your whole island is fucking crazy. You know about that, that the Isle of Man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. Nuts, right? I think you talk about it more regularly than any other topic on the show. Good. I don't want anyone to think I'm a pervert. Who, who's the athlete that's affiliated out of there? The female athlete? Dude. Uh, Amy Kringle, uh, vindicate vndk8.com. Seven on your kids' CEO shirts are now available in case you missed it last night, dude. First of all, I did miss it. Second of all, Hiller was there <laughs> when the, the package got opened that you sent my kids. The kids went, they were, they were crazy, <laughs> dude. It was nuts. It was nuts. They're, they're full, uh, they're fully into the uh, CEO brand. They, um, they fucking love that shit. They love that shit. God. Okay. Uh, Vindicate Apparel, uh, Partners, Hiller Collection, Sevon Pod. Wow. Look at all these other people you have now. Coffee Pods. And what, you're working with Pedro? Pedro? Oh, and Fittest Photographer. Pedro? I think that's Dave. You're working. I, I really want to click this. Meme for times. Um, I'm, I'm podcasting. I'm podcasting. Who's that? I can't tell you. They probably don't want anyone to know that they call me. Got it. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Seb on podcast. Wait, wh why? Look at this bullshit. Yours is called the Hiller Collection, and the rest of us are just douchebags. Yours has the word collection. <laughs> that kind of like puts you like... I was the OG. I was at the top of the list. Too. And what? Yeah. And what's this? You're before you. He was making shirts with you before me. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm kidding you. No rep shirt. I think I introduced you to Travis. Yeah. All right. Fine. I, I think. Fine. Yeah, I totally did. Fine. I, I, fine, I, I, fine. 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 Come on, man. You had that. Fine. You had what's the 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 other comp as RX? Remember? And I was like, Oh yeah, this guy's way better. I still have as RX. Well, I don't see the kid shirt on here, Travis. Travis. Oh, that's a tank top. Oh, here we go. Is that Travis? Oh, shit. I'm disconnected. Son of a bitch. Hold on. Let me Bluetooth you up, Travis. Hold on. God, I have to pee so bad. Oh, it says I'm connected. Oh, man. I'm going to turn. Can you hear me? Yeah, but that no one else can. Hold on. We're. I'm, I'm hooking you up right now. Hello? Check, check. One, two. Check, check. One, two. Uh, Wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> it's so bad. Jeez. Uh, disconnect. Can you hear me? So no, I don't know. Can you guys hear him? I mean, barely. They said barely. Hold on. I'm. I, I, I know this is. He refers to me as a they now because I am not a man. 
this is the, the am, this is the amateur <laughs> hour for sure with my phone. My pronoun is now they. Okay, I'm gonna turn Bluetooth off, turn it back on, connect. Okay, here we go. This has got it. Here we go. Um oh, fuck. Nope. I don't. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't even have the option. Hey, can I, let me call you back. Let me see what happens. What the fuck is going on here? Nope. I don't have shit. Okay. I just have to take. What the fuck is going on? You son of a bitch. <sighs> the yellow phone. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's not working, but go ahead. I, I have you. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, no, so what's I just, up? I just wanted to find out if Hiller was present when you opened up that photo I sent you last night. Yeah. Wait, photo. The photo. The photo. The photo. Oh, of the uh, the clothing line. Of your new one, the one of one. Oh no 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 no! I haven't shown that to anyone. Nope, I haven't shown that to anyone. Nope. I'll show. I'll. I will show it to him though. That's a good idea. I forgot. And I don't remember what which if it was the cart or the horse that came first when it was Hiller and you. Shut I the fuck up. Damn, Hiller's losing his shit. Hiller said shut I the know, fuck up. I, I don't speak so, things like that unless I know he them swore, as fact. He swore at you. <laughs> Travis. I'm pretty sure. He can't yes, hear you. Yes. I, was, I did your shirts first, but I used them first. Knowing of him doesn't mean that you had any contact with him slash did any of his apparel before. <laughs> it. That was the topic of discussion, <laughs> homie. You can't hear me. He can't Crap. hear. He can't hear you. I'm just Hiller, raging hey, over here. I, that's the angriest I've ever heard. Hiller. He's fucking losing yeah, his shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to. Don't I'm, tell me I'm wrong. I'm trying to. Hook you. <laughs> when it's. I know you probably knew him. That's fair. I'm gonna have if, to re- if you knew him, that's probably right. I'm gonna have to reset yeah, the whole I was, phone. I was talking shit about you. Oh, that's fair too. Two Oh, good. Mm-hmm. How how did you start doing doing the apparel? Can Which you hear ones? me? The Sevon podcast. Oh, that was definitely through you. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. rage, rage, switch off. Rage, rage done. <laughs> All right, so sorry, I'm hanging up on you, Travis. Not because of you, but because I just can't hold this phone like this anymore. Okay, bye, Jessica. That's on my own show. I'm losing my shit. Why? Why? Do I buy the new shit and then it doesn't even work? I turn the phone off. I'm going to reset the the whole phone. I don't know if I've clarified that, though. Yeah, I don't swear on my YouTube channel. <laughs> you do. <laughs> the video I made of you today, you're swearing on it. I don't even know if I should. I don't even know if I should go over to your. I should not go to your channel for a month. For a that. month. <laughs> I think you're going to love it. I am. Spicy Sousa was good yesterday, too. I was. I've uh, never seen him like that ever. Could you tell? Could you tell I was drunk yesterday when I came home? Mm, meh. If if you wouldn't, if I didn't know, I don't think I would have known. Right. But because I knew, there. I mean, you were just five percent altered, which isn't crazy. I know people when they drink, they become one hundred percent altered. I was fucked up. I'm going over to your YouTube station. Cool. Hiller. Hey, dude, you see how dude, that that hotel thing is fucking brilliant. I really do need to send that to him. You know what? I am going to send that to him. I'm going to play this really quick. I'm going to uh, Aaron Jin. I think it's, it starts at what? Uh, I'm actually unsure. 105. 
Start this at 105. I'm going to tell him. Start this at uh, <laughs> uh, Start this. Start at 105 to see. So, so basically, I, some of you may not be as impressed with it as I am, but I'm so impressed because it's an amazing kind of conflict resolution. And by the way, if anyone wants to like embark on the journey of what Aaron's talking about, um, just start saying no to things that you really mean no to that you don't mean yes to. For instance, hey, can I borrow your car? No, you can't borrow my car. Or just tell the truth about things that you normally tell white lies about. Just stop doing that. Like when you get when you get out when you're on the phone with Hillary and you want to get off the phone, don't be like, "Oh, my kids are calling me." Just be like, "Okay, I'll talk to you later." Well, dude, Bye. what if you say no to everything and you've got to also say yes sometimes? There's those people too. They're too comfortable saying no to everything. Oh, sure, sure, okay. But I'm just talking about the nice guy phenomenon, uh, particularly just the nice the nice guy. Uh, you mean like me, like how I just don't want to go anywhere? Like, no. And yeah. Oh, oh, God, my bladder might pop. I might not make it. Yeah, dude. I never had to like go to the bathroom that bad. I bumped. <laughs> Do you go just around the corner over there? I just go in the in the, in the the grass right there. I ran inside. That's cool. Someone wrote, Sevy's way more fit than I thought. Jesus so, yeah. criminy. I was like, dude, are you going to pull it up or what? I'm just staring at you. I'm a new man these days. No, I don't want anyone to know. I read the comments. You guys are out of your fucking mind. Are you kidding me? Dude, pull that up. I know he was hurting, but that was impressive. What? You guys, what the fuck do you guys think I did? What? I, dude, I, editing is a, a mess. As a <laughs> oh, you made me look special? No, I mean, you do oh. well. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. You did well. I, I tell you the truth. So you can go over Master and watch that. You can watch over. Oh, you put Troy in there? Yeah, you love that movie. I though. love that movie. Yeah, come on, man. God, <laughs> you're this dude. Is, play the intro. You're gonna. You're gonna. This die. is like an Ahmad. God, you're such a good dude. Play the intro. I cannot fucking believe. Just I play it, like you. the first bit. This is good. So fun. This is a fucking great week. I hate having people at my house. <laughs> this is so fun. Armadans, my brothers of the sword. I'd rather fight beside you than any army of thousands. Let no man forget how menacing we are. We are lions. I think it's going to take me 20 minutes. <laughs> I look like Brad Pitt right there. We are lions. I think it's going to. Yeah. Like look it? at me looking out at the sea at the big ships coming to war. Within context, I think that's funnier, though, because it's like, no one forget how menacing you are. You are lions. This is going to take me 20 minutes. <laughs> Dude, it's supposed to take you 10 and less. He basically, guys, <laughs> listen, before anyone starts fucking getting all thinking I'm cool. It, it, that that workout was supposed to take t less than 10 minutes and i said it'd take me 20 so he basically cut the workout in half he basically took off the last 27 reps uh, not a half a <laughs> uh, half so anyway, two-third anyway that's enough of that. worst movie speech ever oh shut it get out of your pool shut that it. is not correct i can find a worse uh, one i just got to think a little bit harder i love that you ever movie. seen abraham lincoln vampire slayer is that a quentin tarantino I don't believe oh, so, oh. but I do know that there's a pretty bad speech that the people think is decent. Uh, I really want to connect this roadcaster up. I want to try one more time. Uh, let me see if I can. Um... Troy is a great movie. I think it's pretty underrated. Can you hear that? Very slightly. Oh, damn. I it. might be able to hear it just because you're over there. God damn it. 
All right. Well, the phone's completely fucked now. I guess I have to turn the roadcaster off too. Oh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> oh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, I really like that movie though. I really like Keanu Reeves. I gotta watch Constantine. That's one I know is gonna be good, but I've never seen it. Mostly because I've heard everyone just talk highly of it. Hey, uh, Gin already watched it and loves it. He said that guy is a man beast. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, how you handled that, dude? I was gonna sign up for man school, but now I don't need to. <laughs> it's so it's so good. All right, I, I want to pee and and uh, get ready. What are you gonna do today? Are you gonna come to the uh, old skate park, or do you need to edit some videos, or what are you doing? I'm actually Kalipa invited me over at three thirty. Oh, I was gonna ask if you wanted to go, but we no. haven't had a second yet. No, no, no. You don't want to go? No, 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 no. You All go. Right. Are you going over the hill? Wherever the hell that is, I don't know. I don't know where anything is. I just said yes. I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> um, how far away is that? The problem is, is coming back. Why? It's because, the same way, isn't it? It's not like a <laughs> no, because you're gonna come. So Your all portal, you're gonna be going. You're just gonna be going with traffic. It's gonna be fuck coming back. Oh, I like traffic. I can just listen to more stuff on the phone. Okay, fine. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, day two of Hiller Week. Um, uh, look, pool boy. Yeah, he gave me that forty minutes there, ninety minutes back. That's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, I will see you guys. Uh, I don't know what's going on tomorrow. But it is Hiller Week. Are you coming? Up? Would you? I would love to have you on tomorrow too, if you'll have if you'll have me. Who we got? I'll have you. Who we got? I'm, I'm looking. Uh, tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, yeah. wait, do I have any more shows tonight? No, no show tonight. Uh, tomorrow is. Oh, tomorrow's Jen Thompson. Uh, she holds the world record for bench press, natural. Done. Yeah, she's cool. That's cool. Okay. I have to listen to a podcast with her and get caught up on her. Yeah. In order to watch the show, you can't wear a shirt. Anybody, Heidi. That means you. Definitely means you hide it. And then and then it looks Trish. like, oh, shit. Let me see. Let me call. Oh, I can't call Ten. anyone on my phone. I want to call JR and Taylor and see if they're doing the show tonight. Dude, there's this one guy in the comment section. You ever see? Oh, I wonder if I can find this. What? I'm, I'm just going to do this. You, you, I'm, I'm turning off the uh, turn off. I just turned off the roadcaster. All right. Now, can anyone? myself now can you hear anything everything's rebooting oh i'll unmute hiller too i can't hear anything look at how's that now there's two hillers oh i can't even unmute you two hillers echo you guys hear an echo all right how's that better are we back on i can hear you now we're okay. good you guys can hear now tin can everything good all right here there's this guy in the comment section whoever time i see this is what i think of no, I think we're back up. You guys can hear us now. Terrible audio, though. What, what are you talking about? Hold on. Uh, audio. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. I see what's going on. Hold on. Uh, better? Are we back? Are we back? Okay, here we go. A quick reboot. see this? Malcolm McDowell? I, I got to see if I can find the guy who comments. Is Malcolm McDowell from... Um, uh, 
behind the green, behind uh, orange, Clockwork Orange. Is that Malcolm McDowell? I don't have an answer for you there. Have you seen that movie, Clockwork Orange? Mm-mm. Hiller. There it is, David. David. Andrew. Whenever I see David, this is what I think of. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, wow. And then uh, Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie Halloween from 2007. Yeah, we went from God to Devil's Eyes. Come on, guys. Everyone can see this, right? Okay. David, that's where you pulled that picture from. Bluetooth. I've never seen that movie, Clockwork Orange. When was it made? The 70s? You tried to show me some comedian. Clockwork Orange? You have to in see a, in that. A leather jacket. It's like everyone knows. Oh, I tried to. He'd, he'd never heard of Andrew Dice Clay. Can you guys believe that? Can you can you hear that? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I'm gonna let me see. Should I call JR or Taylor to find out if they're doing the show today? Oh, they're doing one tonight? I want them to. I okay. want them to do the um I'd say I, call Taylor. Taylor? Mm-hmm. Why why Taylor? I was gonna call JR, but I'm gonna call Taylor now because you said that Taylor self. That's why I said call Taylor. Taylor's gonna be busy. <laughs> he won't answer. Taylor's pooping. <clears throat> oh, dude, human centipede. We should watch that. No, thank you. I saw the trailer almost fucking vomit. We're going to have a camera pointed at us, and we're going to watch it and just live react to the whole thing. Oh. It would be great. I don't know why it's not calling. It says it's calling. Oh, maybe Taylor didn't pay his phone bill. That That's the first thing you thought of, eh? Not the roadcaster still busted? No. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's still not coming through. Oh the my God, are you fucking kidding me? Good thing this wasn't happening yesterday with Gazan on. But you can hear this? Yes, I can. Okay, I'm going to try calling. Now. There's a third clockwork orange that I need to watch, or the third human centipede, Jake. Because I've seen that one too. It's decent. They're all good. JR Howell. Uh, yes, Ken. They're probably not answering this phone because they don't recognize the number. Oh, here we there go. There it is. Dude, all the human centipedes are worth watching. We should have a human centipede marathon. That's the one, Jake. I've seen it. Don't worry. Oh, it's fucking gross. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> I've seen that video. I've never seen the original then. Only the, se the sequel. Mike, it's just... How did it's that a, get to it's be a, a it's, movie? It's a fascinating concept. What? The human centipede. Oh, shit. Did he answer or was that his fucking cell? Was that his answering machine? Son of a bitch. Now, now, now there's complaints that the phone is too loud. Couldn't hear. <laughs> no, it's too loud. How's that? Better? Oh, you can do that? That's better. Let's see. I couldn't tell if that was his answering machine or if he answered. The human centipede, Eric? I know. We should call Brian. Oh, I have to teach Sousa this. Instead of stopping the um the sound effects, he needs to um just lower them slowly. Uh, you reached uh, Hal in the primary. You ever seen this movie? This is a good sound effect. 
Hey, and by the way, pool boy, it's not called walrus. It's called tusk, and I've seen it. If, if it's what I'm thinking about, Jake. Dude, the movie Tusk is legit. Tell me if that's the one you're thinking about, Mike. Nope, it's called Tusk. I, I love that you tried to tell me to watch a movie, oh, and I've actually okay. seen the one, and you got the name wrong. <laughs> oh, shit. My, my sister just sent a text to the family. Have you seen this video? And it's your fucking video of me. Ah, uh, yeah. Just crying out loud. <laughs> Dude, you would love the movie Tusk. Me? Yeah, but the... I don't think the boys can watch it. It might mess them up a little bit. That I would not leave that room the same if I watched that at their age. Um, oh, man. Well, should we tell them the story about poker? Remember how uh, there was a freak out at the... the you can't do that at the poker table. Oh. Something's going to happen. <laughs> and just a mental breakdown. Oh. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, okay, I'd like to hear your rendition of it. Go ahead. Uh, that was Joseph, right? Ari. Ari. We're, we're sitting there. And I think it was he was looking at cards, wasn't it? Something was happening. Or he was reaching across the table. He slapped Avi. Oh, he slapped face. Avi in the middle of a poker game. Seven walks up. He goes, dude, you can't do that at the poker table. You're going to get shot. And his entire face washes over. And he goes, I'm going to get shot? Like, it was a real thing. Like, <laughs> like I was sitting there with a gun, and I was going to pop him. And he, he just couldn't rec- like reconcile the fact that he was not going to get shot. And I went, oh. This is what it's like to be a kid and just not know the difference between a figure of speech and reality. He had a fucking complete meltdown. Yeah, he started was, crying. He met. I, I had to. I had to hold him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is someone gonna shoot me? I'm like, no. Haley no. walked in. He like jumped on her. Mom, I'm gonna get shot. <laughs> Dude, you're not gonna get shot. It's okay. Just don't smack people at the poker table. You guys, how are these people not sponsoring me? My toes feel totally different after two hours of wearing these. Totally different. Yeah, I wore those when I recorded in here, too. You did? <laughs> That's disgusting. Hey, what do you think about that? Should he be wearing? Should you be sharing? I don't think anyone should show my toes. Should show. share toe spacers? No, like needles, toenails man. falling off and shit. Uh, okay. I have, to, I have to poop now, too. My shit's all fucking... Figure it out pop over there my shit's in movement yeah i'm dancing okay got the phone fixed you know this wall's kind of nice i leaned against it a little bit it's pretty soft i guess i could call let me call jr on this phone and see if he answers when you look at this on the internet you think that this is a little bit tougher than it is it's just foam yeah it's nice it's it's so to make your voice sound deep i I tried to order more and 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 i um just go to home depot dude (laughs) No, it's special. It's like double. It's like sticky on the other side. Oh, well, so I can just stick it on the wall. I got glue. I want to get some colored uh, red and blue. Oh, that'll be it's cool. Different colored. That will be cool for to meet the DEI requirements. Yeah, a red one, a yellow one, a purple one, green, orange. Hey, this is Taylor. God, you guys suck, cock. It went from them asking me if they could do shows to me asking them if they could do shows. <laughs> that was quick. Wasn't it one show they did? Two. They've done two. 
It's like, don't you think they should do a show tonight giving advice to the... It should be just to speak giving advice to uh, the Euros. How to compete this week. Oh, my toes feel so good. Toe spacers. This is how Dan, why Danielle Brandon's so hot. Because of the toe spacers? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to pop. Okay, fuck you guys. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Aaron Ginn, Andrew Hiller. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. Bye-bye.